Live on the Mule Sports Network, it's Muhlenberg 2023 football. Sponsored by the new Birdies Inn, located at Five Points in Exeter. MikeDragosports.com, giving you the best high school sports coverage in Berks County. And Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Tonight, your Muhlenberg Mules travel to Lebanon to take on the Cedars. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Ryan Lineweaver and Patrick Wider. Well, we are here at Alumni Stadium in good old Lebanon, Pennsylvania, here for what should be a rousing matchup between two winless squads here in the Lebanon Cedars who have not won a game in, uh, well, just a little bit of time, haven't they? Uh, they have not won a game since October 2nd, 2020. 25 straight. There you go. Remember being here last year calling this game as Exeter ran ruckshot all, all over them. It was also the first time that we cursed on air, so that was uh, <laughs> not a good reason for me to return. I probably should have been banned from here, but hey, the FCC is not listening, so greetings and salutations in case they are tonight. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, Lebanon, uh, Muhlenberg, this might be the one opportunity that, hey, Lebanon gets to uh, to get off the schneid here. They lost last week 51-12 to to Ephrata, uh, their 25th straight loss as uh, Frank Eisenberg now in his fourth year as head coach is 3-26. and Also, might I add, not the most exciting interviewee either. <laughs> I bet him. He's a great guy, though. He is nice a good guy. guy. Uh, man of few words when you try man to get him to uh, to interview, but um, you know he is he is three and twenty six, and again they they went three and one for a uh, brief while yes. there, and then twenty five. They, they had straight. that quarterback that was amazing. I forget the kid's name. They did name. have Isaiah Rodriguez. Isaiah Rodriguez, and um, up I was Wilkes. coaching at Catholic, and he got he got an appendectomy, and he didn't play in the last two games. They ended up losing them. We I was at Catholic, and we beat them in overtime. Uh, and if they had had Isaiah Rodriguez, they beat us by three touchdowns because he was that good. They just they had no quarterback after that. But they have he's lost ever ever since. So, but you know they're thinking they could beat the Mules, right? This is a fantastic opportunity for both Lebanon and Muhlenberg. Uh, you know they're really not going to find another game like this on their schedule. Unfortunately, next week. Muhlenberg ends up going to Governor Mifflin to play uh, in what is conceivably a winnable game, but Governor Mifflin no longer winless after last week. And, you know, we're just waiting here for Muhlenberg, and this might be the best opportunity that they have to get a win on the board and hopefully gather some momentum after that. I think this is their best chance for sure. You know, um, Lebanon comes in 0-3, and they haven't really been competitive. Um, and so, you know, they're going to come in, they're going to be fired up to play a game, but you know, I'm hoping the Mules come out and play a great game. You know, so the three keys to victory for me is they get, they got to limit their mistakes. Uh, last week I thought they played their worst game of the three. You know, they, they you know, had two busted coverages on punt, you know, and, and one they scooped and scored. The other one they got the ball to five and, and, and Rodder scored the next play. So they gave up two cheap touchdowns. They had a lot of careless penalties, uh, a, lot of, a lot of bad penalties. Some personal fouls, some holdings. Um, so they just they did they just played careless, and they didn't play like that the first two weeks. They played much better. So the the big key 
to me is tonight is limit the mistakes. And that certainly will be a focus here as they look to get off the schneid here uh, and hopefully get players like Kyle Archie back involved. Isaiah Dotson did get to uh, see the ball an awful lot last week as the primary receiving option, but getting Kyle Archie back involved with this offense, getting Mike Miller started again. We saw it last week where they went three straight times to Mikey Miller, and they ended up going darn near 80 yards to the house on that third play. <laughs> so, you know, certainly chances are there. But again, you have to limit the, mis the mistakes. They didn't do it last week that, unfortunately, turning the ball over, putting it on the ground is not a good way. Heck, you saw it with the Vikings game last night. Turn the ball over four times, you're going to have a really difficult time trying to pull out a victory on the road. Absolutely. They just played a really bad game. Um, so my second key to victory is establish a run game. Hey, what's that like? Last two weeks, they've get, they've had negative yards rushing, like like very few positive runs. They did try to run the ball. They just couldn't last week. It was negative you know, I remember they, they hand the ball on first down, not second and 14. So if they can get some positive run plays, they should be able to run the ball a little bit on Lebanon. You know, come out, run the ball a little bit, take the pressure off Aiden Lopez, you know, at quarterback or Anthony Sapola. You know, he might play some tonight. I don't know. So that will take some pressure off. So hopefully he can run the ball with, a, you know, Aiden Lopez a little bit, Michael Miller, Mike, Mikey Miller, Jacob Torek, Wes Clemenson. Somebody, let's run the ball a little bit. We can't sit there and throw the ball 35 times a game. You will have Aiden Lopez back in. He was, well, I say back in, healthier than he was last week, right? So two weeks ago against Reading, bruised his ribs in the first half, set out the second half, which is when we needed to pull in the backup. And then he's back out there last week, but not quite the same player. Started off excellent again, completing his first three passes, all to Mikey Miller, thrown for a touchdown. I think he started three of his first four and then the wheels just kind of fell off. And we've seen that kind of time and time again. And, you know, tonight, again, you're looking at a game that is hopefully going to be one that they can build off of moving forward. And for Aiden Lopez, this is a fantastic opportunity to get those reps under his belt against, you know, what you could consider a lesser team, build some confidence, and move forward the rest of the year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree 100%. Like, you know, Aiden Lopez is a talented kid. Last two weeks, he came out, played really well, and then, you know, he, he in the Reading game, he got beat up. And last week, he just kind of fell apart. Like, everything around him fell apart. And then he threw an interception. But it really wasn't his fault. It was deflected and then a pick six. So that's the other thing. They had a pick six last week. You know, it really wasn't his mistake. So I, I think if they run the ball a little bit, even run him a little bit, run run Mikey Miller, run Torek, run them and take the pressure. You know, there's so many times in these games they're down two, three, four scores, and then they're, they're asking them to drop back three straight times, and it, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to be a quarterback. It is drop at this back level. At this level, well, any you know, level, at any level, you, you, you know, you're not you're not Joe Burrow. You, you're not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> as long you know, as you're not I, Week yeah. One, Joe Burrow. <laughs> but I had to say that because my Brownies won. But anyways, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's too much to ask. So so I'm hoping that he can come out and play well again, run the ball, keep the pressure off him. Oh, it was one of those things last week where he's recovering from the rib injury, and you didn't see him the way that he had the first two yeah. weeks run those QB powers because they're trying to protect him. They're trying to protect the poor kid's ribs. Good on the coaching staff, yes. but maybe not so good for a football team looking to get their first victory of the season. Hopefully, with another week under their belt, a little bit healthier at the QB position, hopefully they're able to get things figured out here uh, moving forward. And again, you're talking about this. Uh, your third option here for keys to victory is getting some stops, right? You're 
talking about a defense that has largely played well a lot of the year. Last week, they gave up some big plays and, and failed to really play some good sound defense. But this week, again, playing 11 in team that hasn't won in darn near three years, you're going to have a chance tonight to have a game that you build off of. Yeah, I've been very impressed with the defense. And- you know, up until last week. The first six quarters, I thought they played outstanding. The first four against Octorera, you know, overtime. And then I thought they played really well in the first half against Reading, and they gave that touchdown up in the half, which was kind of a backbreaker. But in the second half of Reading, they struggled a little bit, but I think that they were wore out, and they just didn't play the best. And then last week, you know, the, the dam kind of broke. And, and uh, you know, Dean Rodder and Daniel Boone did whatever they wanted. They could run. They could throw. They could do – they did whatever they wanted. And it wasn't a good performance. They had a lot of bad penalties on defense. Um, and so I they have potential. You know, if they, they want to be in games after this week. They have some potential. I really like their front four. They've been very active throughout the year. Their linebackers are solid, and their DBs have played well at times. So – but if they want to, you know, keep going forward – this is a good week. They should both shut this offense down, limit them to like two touchdowns or less. This is the type of game that Mules should come out, maybe create some turnovers, and really put the hammer on Lebanon. Wouldn't that be fantastic to see? And it could happen here uh, in short order. As I believe their ROTC will present the colors for the national anthem here. And if we can see out to midfield here, man, it looks like we're playing in the dark. <laughs> they have lights here at the stadium, but just us staring at the sun until it yes. goes down behind the building. Looks like they're going to be playing in the dark here tonight. Not the case. It is pretty on on each side. You can see the end zone is going to be pretty dark. Yeah, it, it's like twenty to it's like ten to ten. You can see it, but the, the end zones are pretty dark. Most certainly. We will take a quick break here for the national anthem and the presentation of the colors. So, yeah, the Junior ROTC program will come out and present the colors. And when we return, Muhlenberg looking for their first victory of the season here on the road in Lebanon here on the Mule Sports Network. Back here at Alumni Stadium, tucked right behind the Lebanon's Lebanon's YMCA and library. I actually love the stadium. It just, I don't know, I feel nostalgia being here. You know, it was built a long time ago. You do. You it, it, you asked if I, your dad I mean, could come, and it, you were asking about ADA accommodations, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, They do, though. They, they, they do. They do have a ramp. They, they had a ramp, but he didn't want to come. <laughs> they do have a ramp. But the stadium was built in 1939. With, with, how about this? Little federal emergency money. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The administration of public Jerry works. Jerry would like that. Jerry would love local government. <laughs> Actually, that was federal government. Federal at work. government, that right? That was FDR. S- sorry, we, I'm a history teacher, so it comes out on me. <laughs> I don't. I just kind of like it. It's like you, you can see how many great football games were played here over the years. Uh-huh. Imagine being here in the 50s and 60s, but Lebanon had a great team and they played other teams. And it's very reminiscent, especially on this side of the stadium, of somewhere like a Franklin Field. That is, is yes. your historic. Uh, almost a hundred year year old stadium, fully brick, uh, and you really get to uh, to feel it. Now they did put in new bleachers. They have new bleachers across the field here as the sun finally setting, just in time for opening kickoff here. Mercifully saving my eyeballs. But yeah, it, it's such a cool stadium. It's one of the best to uh, to show up, watch a football game. Unfortunately, I wish Lebanon fans would do the same. We got about thirty of them here. Not that big a crowd. It man. is not the mules. I think. Uh, you know, some Mules fans here. 
A little bit of drive for the mules. They do. They have a uh, decent number of people over on the visiting sideline, probably rivaling the home crowd, to be quite honest. But Lebanon will kick off. They'll go from right to left in front of us. Muhlenberg back to receive, as we do have who else but Kyle Archie and Mikey Miller back looking for the opening kick. And for Lebanon, it'll be number two, Derek Infante kicking away. He's listed as a wide receiver and defensive back, so we'll see what kind of boot he has to him. He's also the punter. I've watched his huddle film. He does it all. Kicker, well, last, punter. Last year was the uh, QB that was the punter, so that was interesting. As the opening kick, going to die here at the 30, scooped up by Muhlenberg. They're actually going to try to pick it up, and he referees like are going to call him down. Looked like his knee was down. Yeah, so it was number uh, 22, Shane Hoffman, picking it up. And Muhlenberg will start off here. We'll see where they spot the football. Looks like it's going to be around the 28-yard line, and that's where Aiden Lopez and the rest of the Mules' offense will start getting busy. Well, last week they scored on the opening drive, sure so did. maybe they could do this again. Lebanon with some big boys on that defensive line. They got that number 78. Thank you for not taping this one down because it is two-sided. <laughs> uh, but they have Corbett Brickle, who is 6'2", 300 pounds. They do have Clentimac, who is a junior, 6'4", 315. And then they have Colin Johnson, who is also 6'3", 325. As this time, trying to make his way to the outside there was Archie. Won't get much. Yeah, they, they brought him in motion, ran jet sweep, and they just, the linebacker just flew up the field and made the tackle number 11 there. As I forgot. Minimum the, uh, gain there, about a yard. Uh, Braylon Beaver on the tackle there for uh, the Cedars. What's a cedar, by the way? It is a tree. Is it Okay, I was like wondering <laughs> what the heck. Kinda it's a weird. tree. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you look in the middle of the oh, logo, you no, can see. see the cedar tree. Okay. Uh, well, at least curious. half of it. Trips right for Lopez. He's got Torek next to him. Stepping up, rolling around. Still looking for space, able to escape the grasp, and he's going to have a first down and more as he gets across the 40, up close to the 45. Man, they had him in their midst as, I believe that was number 76. 78. Turn. Oh, there we go, 78. Corbett Brickle, yeah, the aforementioned defensive lineman there. That was Literally awesome. had a handful of jersey and wasn't enough as... 16-yard gain there for Lopez. That was awesome by Lopez. Lopez was sacked. He was sacked in the backfield for a 10-yard gain. He broke through it, couldn't find anybody, and then ran up the left sideline and got a big gain for the Mules. Gain of 16 for Muhlenberg as an official's timeout here on the field. Somebody's is, down. Yeah, it looks like number 22 for Lebanon, which would be Cameron Buckmoyer, a sophomore linebacker. He's currently... Having one of his legs looked at, hard to tell which one. Wait, Stop, stops the clock with 10.51. When I was a coach, when I used to coach quarterbacks, we would work on that drill. We would, I would, like, throw bags at him or, you know, getting, you know, just when you feel that sounds pressure. Like, sounds like child abuse. <laughs> you feel the pressure, <laughs> step up and run. Are you and, hitting and, it with and, bags of oranges yeah. and newspapers? No, 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 like, you know, like a football bag. You, you know, right. you, you take a hit and then you get off. You know, they use pool noodles sometimes. <laughs> you want to simulate the pressure and then get it off and step up. Okay, Ryan Lineweaver. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> 
I've seen the broom too. I used to yeah, used yeah, to broom exactly. In basketball. So that that was you could see he he feels a little better because I mm-hmm. he, I don't think he would have did that last week. No, no, because he, he was coming back, and so you could see he was feeling better. Archie and Miller lined up here to the right hand side. I throw a bubble have, screen out you're here. You're gonna have Dotson over to the left. Torek in the backfield. Miller in motion, going across the formation. They hand off to Torek, who comes across the face of Miller. Torek looking to find the edge, gets across the 50, and into Lebanon territory. So a gain of six. Because of Mikey Miller, and he's such a good player, they use him as a decoy. He comes in motion, and the Cedars, what do the Cedars think? The Cedars think he's going to, they're going to hand the ball off to him, but they faked it, and they gave it to Torek, and then he hit the seam outside and got six yards. A run play. Two positive run plays in a row, Mr. Lion Weaver. Well, one was a broken play that resulted in a QB scramble. And it's always interesting to see if they'll line up in similar fashion. This time they go trips left. And Mikey Miller lining up in the uh, tight end formation, really. Yeah, tight slot. He's going out into the flat. Gets a little bit of separation. He'll have a first down wrapped up. Around the 40-yard line and spun out of bounds by Brittle. And a completed pass, and Mikey Miller getting the first down. He'll get him up to the 42-yard line. So a gain of seven for Miller. Yeah, Mosiah Wilson, number 30, tried to guard him and jam him off the edge, and he just beat him to the spot. And Miller was able to run that little, little, little out route, catch the ball, get up field, and get a first down. Two wide receivers split out to either side here for the Mules. The handoff is to Torek. Torek off left tackle is going to get about five and then grabbed from behind and spun down by, looks like Josiah Wright, a senior defensive lineman. 6'2", 235 for the seniors. But a solid run there by Torek. Sets up second and short. Sometimes it's the little things. I, I, I Right now I see the offensive line. They ran back to the huddle. They're fired up. They're feeling it. You know, they're like, hey, we're moving these guys off the ball a little bit. So the Mules are feeling it right now. Let's see if we can keep running it and jam it down their throat. Hey, man, one of the best things that you can do for an offensive line is just tell them to go out and hit somebody. And run blocking is exactly that. Is this time a pitch play to Torek Torek across the left-hand side. Looks like he got what he needed for the first down, and they will move the chains here for the Mules. And it is another first down. I think what we've seen with Torek at the beginning of the year is he's not – a flashy runner, but he's solid. And he's very rarely the first tackler is going to take him down. He usually takes two or three. And so that's what Torek does. And, and another good run by him. Clock stopped as he went out of bounds with 9.09 left here in the first. Still nothing, nothing. First drive here for the Mules. Trips right. Lopez in the gun. Torque to his left. Looks off to his right. A little bubble screen here to Mikey Miller. Miller with no help whatsoever. He just has to dive forward across the 30. Gain of maybe about two. It'll bring up second down. Yeah, it, it's similar to, to the, the, the Reading game. There isn't much safety help. They're, they're manning up. So there are going to be opportunities to run the ball. But, the, you know, at least the thing here, there, Ryan, I know you didn't get a big game, but at least you got two yards. It's better, better than <laughs> negative five. Moving forward. Yes which is something that we didn't see very often last week against Daniel Boone. So encouraging to see him get off the schneid here early as the clock runs inside of 8.30 in the first quarter. Two out to either side. This time he tries getting it to Torek, and it's knocked out of the air. Knocked down by the big fella again, Brickle. Gets to celebrate a little bit with his sideline right there in front of him. 
Yeah, he tried to throw the ball to the receiver. I'm telling you, if he would have sat it and threw it out there to number 47 for the Mules, uh, what's his name? Oh, Mudueno. Mudueno was wide open on a hitch, but he threw the ball out to the flat and a good play by the defender to knock it down. Well, he didn't go through many reads on that play. Yes. His first read, it felt like, was throwing out into the flat to Torek. So he didn't make any reads beyond that, and that one knocked down by the defensive line. So they line up in what looks to be a... 3-4 defense. That one tipped at the line. And unfortunately, Archie just sticks out a hand trying to rope it in, unable to do so. It'll be incomplete and bring up fourth down. Yeah, again, they're, put, they're putting their corners or manning up and just saying, hey, can you beat us? Uh, kind of an error throw, you know, it, you know, deflected. So now we got a big fourth down, fourth and eight. Great drive, and it just kind of falling apart out. here. Yeah, just stalling out here at the 29. Eight yards to gain. It is four down territory. They're not kicking a 46 yarder from here. So on fourth and eight, trips left. Torque to Lopez's right. Lopez surveying, looking, looking. Now goes up into the pocket. He'll escape out to the right hand side. He'll be awfully close to a first down, and I think he has it. He's yeah. across the 25. Uh, no. Whoa. Nope, nope. Been they're going to go ahead and say no. He, he missed it by like a yard or two. They'll say that he got down to the 24-yard line. So it was a gain of five for Lopez. And they needed eight. And that will end the Muhlenberg drive and bring out the Cedar offense. See, I, you know, I don't like that drive. The last four plays they threw it. You know, they, got they away were from having the run success. Again. Run, keep running. First down, run it again with Torek. Second down, run it again. Watch the Eagles last night, and you see the adjustments that their offense made, and, hey, that's what we're looking at here out of the Mules. Into the shotgun, rolling out, designed. He'll throw it into the ground. As that is number 15, Paul Trace, aiming in the direction of what looks to be number two, Derek Infante. Now, Lebanon's been a big air raid team uh, for years. They've been, you know, they go around throw it 34 times a game. So we'll see if they do, um, you know, and we'll see if they run it much. But I, I do think that can kind of play to the strength of the Mules because their, their secondary is held up pretty well this year. Second down and 10. See, first one going incomplete for Trace. Trace, a six foot three senior, good size back there. On top of that big offensive line, giving him plenty of time. That one slung out and caught by Derek Brittle. Or Burdell, I should say. Caught it around the 31-yard line. Burdell and Infante are, are nice little receivers, and, and they can make people miss. You know, they're solid receivers. So, you know, that's what they're going to try to get. Those kids in space, throw it out there, and let them make a play. Third down and three on the 31-yard line. Third down and three. There we go. Third down and three here for the Cedars. This time, and Torek, nice job picking up that sack attempt. And this one's intercepted around midfield. Working his way all the way back, getting some big blocks and going across the 30-yard line. His Urbays again. His fourth of the year. His fourth interception. He had three in the first two weeks. Number four here, Muhlenberg. It's like we never left. 
They, they ended their last drive on the 24-yard line. They get to start this one on the 27. Yeah. It, no harm, it, no foul. He just kind of threw it up. I mean, and honestly. He had he, a ton of pressure. Yeah, it was great yeah. by Torek coming off the edge. They did get a block on him, but one of the defensive linemen, and I apologize, I missed who it was, but ended up giving uh, Trace a, a big pop at the end of that play. And they'll bring up the mules. This time, handoff is to Torek. Torek trying to get around the edge. Able to escape Kai Rivera, who was coming off the edge and able to get a few yards out of it, second down. Yeah, if it wasn't Urbez, it would have been the corner, too. They both were, were on it, and so it was a great job by them. The Mules do a good job of keeping everything in front of them in the past game. So here we go. Good first down run. Got a couple here. Let, let's run it again. Let's give it to Torek again on the, on the carry. Fourth carry for 19 yards for Torek. Mm. Second down and eight inside seven minutes to play here in the first. Little confusion here from the Mules offense as Lopez still directing traffic, moving Dotson over to the right side slot. Torque, little pop pass going around the right hand side, tries to cut it upfield, is chopped down behind the line. And that was number six, Derek Burdell again. No gain. That's a tough play for Torque. Torque's more of a north-south guy, and you're asking him to check, to do a pop pass and then, then outrun the defense, and that's not really his game. His game is more get downhill, make people met, uh, you know, run through him. Once again, shotgun formation here. Two wide receivers to either side for Lopez. Lopez barking out orders. Good snap. Fires it out there, shot up into the air, and it's picked off. And that's another unfortunate one as Madueno had it, went off his hand straight up into the air and intercepted by Derek Burdell. Yeah, you have the outside kid running a slant, inside guy running a, like a seam or post corner. So that slant opens wide open. He was open, and it just goes right through his hands. It was like a shotgun hit it, and the ball just goes up in the air, and it was the easiest pick you'd ever see in your life. A bad break for the Mules, and, and and I feel bad for Aiden Lopez because he did nothing wrong. Dwayne has got to catch the ball there. Oh, and I made this mistake the past couple of weeks. Urbaez. Urbaez. There we go. No, but you know, but the guy was Madueno. Madueno. Madueno was the one who who dropped it. So the Cedars will now start. We talked about not turning the ball over. Both teams having done so in the opening stanza here. Short gain on the play for the Cedars. And there you go. There They came out through the ball three straight times. Now they came out and they ran on a little counter tray, probably watching the Reading film and said, hey, let's run some counter tray. Mm -hmm. And they, they didn't get anywhere. So good job by the Mules. It's so second and ten. Nice job by the front four of the Mules. Trying to get a peek at who was running the football on that play. Hard to tell in the sea of red jerseys with the navy blue pants. I think it's Kai Rivera. Looks like Rivera in the backfield. He's a good player. This time, handoff. Coming across the formation from left to right was Malachi Burdell. How many of these <laughs> Burdells are there? The Burdell's the younger brother. He's a sophomore. Yeah, I was watching him. From. He's talented, that. too. So you got, you got, the, you got the, the senior brother and a sophomore brother. Brydell. There you go. So this one was Malachi, his first carry of the game. He scored a touchdown in week one against Palmyra. So he, he could be a good runner. No gain on the play. Do appreciate the uh, 
Muhlenberg band playing Gangster's Paradise. Rest yeah, they peace, do a Coolio. nice job. Pouring out for him after the game. 420 left to play, rolling out. Flag down on the field. This one's likely coming back. It will be a first down, at least initially, to Infante, but I didn't bring a pencil with me. I'm working with pen, so I'm not writing anything down quite yet. It's in the vicinity of a hold. And there you go. Good old offensive holding. Unfortunately, gave Trace more than enough time to complete that pass. That was a great concept. They sprinted him out. They ran like a snag concept. So he came and sit, sat right in the middle of the hole uh, of the zone. Fonte did a nice job, caught it, got upfield, but coming back for a hold for the Mules. So now they're they're inside the ten, right? Uh, they started on the seventeen yard line, so a hold would theoretically move them back at least half the distance. We'll see where they end up marking them off. Probably around the eight, eight and a half. I had a guess. So the Mules get a big stop here. You know, they'll punt and should get and good field position. Excellent again. field position. <laughs> excellent field That This ball won't come past midfield for the Mules. So they do have single high safety over the top as they're not taking any chances here with Urbaez. Urbaez. Single high safety. Everyone else lined up over top of their res receivers in the slot. Urbaez now needing to shift over. That one thrown. Looked like it was going to be a middle screen there as they were aiming for Derek Burdell, and that went incomplete. They were doing the double screen. I saw I saw that on Twitter the other day, actually. They went to the screen to the right and the middle screen in the middle, and it's a great concept, but the mules were ready for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fake the one screen and you set the other screen up, and it just didn't look like they, they ran it right and the mules were right there anyway. So we're going to get great field position here. we got to take advantage and get some points. As I'm hitting on the, the... Dreams on toast, and nobody here to yell at you for pounding on the table this time. Yes, come on! Kyle Archie <laughs> back to receive around the Cedars 45-yard line, so he's not anticipating it going over his head either. Kick is away. The kick nearly blocked. Good one. Bounces at the 40-yard line. It's going to take a Muhlenberg bounce this time and roll. Out of bounds inside the 40, so they'll get good field position to start here. With 3.51 remaining in the first quarter, we'll take a brief timeout if you're good to go. And get on out of here to pay some love to a sponsor, and when we return, it'll be Muhlenberg football. And first quarter action here at Alumni Stadium. More to come on the Mule Sports Network. It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. You're listening to Ryan and Patrick on the Mule Sports Network. Muhlenberg running a play while we were on break. Lopez had to escape the pocket, ended up scrambling for six yards, making it second down and four at the 31. Went out of bounds, stopped the clock with 3.46 left. This time he's going to roll out to his right. He does have a man and unfortunately throws it at the feet and incomplete towards Isaiah Dotson. Yeah, the, the, you know, the play before they went empty and the, the, he couldn't find anybody. He ran and he was able to get six yards. This time they sprinted him out. Had a little little out concept. He was open. He's got to set his feet and throw it. 
You know, it set your feet. You had yeah, no he, pressure. No set pressure. your feet and throw the ball. He's wide open. He probably turns up and gets first down. I know it's sexy to complete those throws on the run, but, you know, even more important is having good, uh, you know, solid concepts of football here and just unable to uh, to get it done there as he killed some worms on that throw. This time Lopez setting his feet, heaving it deep and just out of the reach of Mikey Miller. He had Derek Burdell by his step. And Miller missing that one just by a step as well. He didn't miss it by much. Again, there, there, there are no safety middle fields, so they send, send Mikey Miller right down the seam, and he's open, and he just, you know, Miller was a little off, and he just couldn't, couldn't uh, catch the ball. He also had two hitches down here. One of them was open too. So you go for the touchdown there, and now you're in fourth down. Well, and what haven't we seen during this drive? A run play. It's fourth down and four. We'll see if they uh, decide to spring one out here, and they don't. This time they throw it out. They do have it around the 25-yard line as they hit Dotson for his first catch. They needed just four yards, and they got just enough. Yeah, that's just straight hitches. Take one step, you fire it out. I do that again. They're playing six to eight yards off. Throw another hitch. But also don't forget that run game. You know, let, let's run it. I mean, Torek did some real good stuff the first drive. Let's run it with them again. Lopez, his first completion in five attempts. Now three for eight for 15 yards in the interception. And a flag thrown. False start. Flag on the play. And it will be movement before the snap. Against the mules. It'll move him back five yards. First and 15 here for the mules. Base hit first down and 3.03 left to play All here in the first line. quarter. I feel like last year when I was calling this game, it was already about 50 to nothing by the end of the first. It, what, what, what was the game last year? So the last year Ugly. was 47-25 mules. So, yeah, we were, you know, we're getting down there and there's 0-0. I think the mules defense can be good. It's going to be down to this offense. Can they score some points? Trips left, Torek to the right. So is Madueno. This time handoff to Torek. Torek. Slippery through the middle, but once again, this one probably coming back as a flag thrown into the pile. So likely a hold against the Mules. You get you have first, you have fourth and four. You throw the ball completion, good. First and ten, false start. Five. You run the ball here, good five yard game, but you get holding. And now it's going to be moved back. You can have a. You now you're going to have a first and twenty five. And it's just like this is what happens every week with the Mules offense. It's always something. It's not one thing. It's ten little things. And it's Death just by constant. a thousand cuts. Yeah, it's just yeah. constant. And and I feel bad for the defense because the defense is constantly playing pretty well. And then eventually the dam's going to break. You, you, you can't shut out everybody. It's hard. It's hard to play defense. And the defense has played really well for long stretches. And the offense just can't get itself together. Well, the offense with two straight penalties makes it first down and 25 after the false start and the hold. This time, looking over. Finds his man, but absolutely nothing there on the play as Ariel Cruz brought it in. They're trying to run a wide receiver screen, and the problem was he bobbled it and then caught it. And by the time you, you do that, the defense is right there to make the tackle. And it's like, you got to catch that cleanly. So really, no gain. They, they complete it, but for no gain. That would be correct. <laughs> now four for nine with... 15 yards Second is Lopez. 
And it looks like Lebanon's going to take a timeout here with a do yeah, dollar 46. A minute 46 remaining here in the first quarter. You good to take a break? Let's go. Get on out of here. Timeout on the field. We'll take a timeout ourselves. Nothing, nothing with a buck 46 remaining here in the first quarter. More to come on the Mule Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. It's the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallup Media. Buck 46 left here at Alumni Stadium. So I should probably put my microphone in front of my mouth. Out in the shotgun once again, Lopez flushed out of the pocket already. He's going to have to get rid of it. Does, takes a shot. Flag down on the field. It is complete as Cruz, a little spin move, stays inside the 10-yard line. It'll be first and goal for Muhlenberg if, and again, if it stands. It looked like he pushed off. Uh, it looked like Cruz pushed off against the defender. That's and what it, it looked like. And it is going to be against the Mules. So second down and 40. You can't, I mean, you could do something subtle. I used to coach receivers, you know, like a little, but he like knocked him down to get open. You know, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't go right full uh, two-arm shut. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a naughty. Ineligible man uh, down the field, man. actually. Okay. So right. it wasn't offensive uh, pass interference. Like he knocked it down. Ineligible man downfield. And, again, it'll happen because that was a broken play to begin with. As soon as that ball was snapped, Lopez scrambling for his life, had a rollout to his right, flushed out of the pocket. And when that happens, offensive linemen kind of losing track of where they are on the field, looking to get down the field. And this time it'll make it second down and 30. Trips left. Lopez now just heaving it down the field, just aiming in the direction. And it looks like it was towards Kyle Archie. It will fall incomplete, but Archie did get a hand on it on that far sideline. It's not a bad ball, but a little more air. I think it's a little more air. But, like, Archie, give me a better effort. Give it the two hands up there. And, and, you know, I think Archie, you know, needed to put another arm up there and a little bit more air, and they might have completed it. Well, I'd say we're probably not in four-down territory, a third and 30. <laughs> yeah, it's almost better on first down they just punt the ball because they just went back back yeah. 20 yards. <laughs> this time, real tight formation here for Muhlenberg. Haven't seen this yet this evening. As this time, he has time to throw. Lopez completes it as he's able to get it to Kyle Archie. That is His a first great catch. play design. They had everybody in tight. The running mesh. They put Archie right in the middle of the field. He sits in the middle of the field. You let the meshers go by, and he's wide and he's open. There. Yeah. It, it's a great zone beater. I've been looking for, for something like that all year. Great call. About fourth and 14. They're going for it. Let's get a first down. Come on, Mules. 15 yards to Kyle Archie. So for Aiden Lopez on his 15th attempt there, with as many passing yards on one attempt as his first 10. Fourth and 15, as now it is four down territory. 
This time, looking out to the side, has Mikey Miller. Mikey gaining the edge at the 20, 15, cuts back at the 10. He's inside the five. Mikey Miller in for the score. Fourth and 15 from 30 yards out. What does it matter? Mikey Miller, first touchdown of the game for the Mules. That's the best two plays we've had all year back-to-back. Great play design. Again, they're in tight, so it's hard for the defenders when you have them in tight because they don't know where they're going to go. And then Miller ran an out route, 47, made a great block on the corner. He may miss two people miss, and a touchdown for Mikey Miller and the Mules. How about that? How about that? 6 nothing Mules. Modueno with a great block. Making up for the interception earlier that went off his mitts and into the awaiting arms of the Cedars. Kick is up. The kick is doinked through count it three out of four games not bad not bad that one went off the left upright (laughs) the uprights are still reverberating after that we'll stay here with 20.1 seconds remaining here in the first seven nothing mules after a 30 yard pitch and catch and a nice individual effort there from mikey miller now the last two weeks okay last week we're up seven nothing what happened Daniel Boone went right down and scored. Week before, we're up 7-0. What happened? Xavier Beattie to the house for the end zone, the next possession. Now, you're a good defense. You go get a three and out, and you put your hot offense right back out there to have a chance to put another touchdown on the board. Not bad converting a third and 30. Got 15 yards on the first play. Picked up 30 on the second. Into the house. That's more along the lines of what we were hoping to see here. I love the play design. You bring them in tight. They're running man-to-man, so you have them cross almost towards the directions. They don't know where they're going because they're in so Mm. tight. So back-to-back plays, and you picked up, what, 50 yards over two plays, right? Well, again, very similar to uh, one of the Vikings' touchdowns last night that they run those crossing patterns. When you start bunching up all of your defenders in one spot, it's, okay, do I keep going with my receiver? Do I stop and and go with the guy who's crossing my face? Like, what do I do? Last night it led to a very easy touchdown for Minnesota, and tonight it ends up doing uh, pretty much the same thing. 15 yards on a third and 30 in a situation where they really needed to complete something. And that one just wide open. Madueno kicking that one almost straight up in the air. Fielded around the 30-yard line. Some shifty maneuvering here. And a nice return by Travian Rivera. And we're going to have some extracurricular activity out here as it's uh, Muhlenberg's number six as Javian Cruz. And we're going to have another flag here thrown towards the Lebanon bench. This one might be a bench warning, but the other one is most certainly going to be a personal foul against the Mules as Javian Cruz just went over and full-on shoved Nathan Trace. And it was well, well away from the play. It was at the middle of the field. We're over here on the near sideline and just happened to catch. Oh, hey, two-arm shove, knocked the player to the ground. So referee out here in the middle of the field. And we will have a sideline warning here for Lebanon. And a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against the Mules. So there you go, walk them uh, forward 15 yards and giving Lebanon a gift here right at the end of the first quarter. You can't do that. I mean, you just score a touchdown, and now you're giving the ball at plus field position. It's definitely four-down territory for Lebanon, and you just you can't do that. you got to be smarter. you got to be smarter as a team. It's like they can't handle success. 
It's like like they get a little momentum, they just let loose or something. It's not, you got to come out and play some defense. Similar to Reading United this year, they had seven ties in 14 games. <laughs> just keep finding new ways to tie games <laughs> as a soccer team. And this way, unfortunately, Muhlenberg keeping uh, up the pace of finding new ways to unfortunately give games away to a certain degree. Clock is stopped here, 11.8. Little fake here by Trace. Rolls out to his right. Designed keeper ends up running right into. And it looks like Tucker Belanca was the initial stop. And that will do it. A gain of one there by Trace. Not an awful lot doing here in the first quarter for the Cedars. But more importantly, Muhlenberg on top, 7-0 after 12 minutes of play. We will take a quick break and be right back when we return Cedar football here on the Mule Sports Network. The best Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You're listening to Muhlenberg Football on the Mule Sports Network. Back here in Lebanon. Handoff is to Rivera. Rivera bouncing it outside, now cutting it up upfield. Nice north-south running there once he got ahead of steam. Rivera, his second carry, and he's going to get a solid five yards or so. Yeah, good solid run. He's not the speedster, but he's a tough runner, and he's going to go out there and get you what you can. He'll give it to him for six, his second carry now for eight yards. Makes it third and manageable, just four yards for the Cedars to pick up that first down. Muhlenberg wearing their away white jerseys, now going from right to left in front of us. Yellow helmets, blue numbers. Again, the Cedars opting for the bicolor. These red tops, blue bottoms. This time trying to bounce outside, absolutely nowhere to go. Well done by Kyle Archie as he's able to keep Malachi Burdell really well contained and not able to bounce it outside and a good open field tackle. Great job by him. He just came up. And they were running a little jet sweep, and he just came up and tackled them in the backfield for a loss, and they will punt the ball. Loss of five on the play. And Lebanon will have to punt the ball away here. They're on the 42-yard line of the Mules. Back is Josiah Wright to kick the ball away. Lebanon doesn't look like they're sending anybody out in coverage here. And a flag thrown, and flag we're going to have a false start on the Cedars. Against the Cedars. That wasn't intentional, but it will walk them back a little extra. It's not one of those times where you need a little bit more space to punt the ball away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not at this level. They'll you now be standing back on the Muhlenberg 40-yard line to punt. The one thing I noticed when I walked down the field earlier, it's a pretty good grass. The grass is holding up pretty well here. Mm -hmm. I've been at way worse grass fields. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, there's no real, like, patchy areas that are bad. Maybe, like, up and down the field, you're going to get your, your normal use, right? But everywhere else, you know, I've seen much worse grass fields. Much worse. Punt is away, and it's a pretty darn good one. That one going to bounce and go out. Almost a little coffin corner there, and right around the 21-yard line. All right, I say good punt. It was about 26 yards. It looked better than 30, 36 off his foot. How about that? <laughs> 9.52 remaining here in the second quarter. Muhlenberg still with all three timeouts. Lebanon had to burn one earlier. Now you score a touchdown. Now let's come out, and you don't need to score another touchdown, but get three or four first downs, switch to field position at least. You don't want to go three and out and give them good, uh, give them a, a good short field. field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to at least get a couple first downs. Come out and run the ball here. Let's give it to Torek or Miller and just, just run it a little more. Well, it is Torek in the backfield. They'll go a tight bunch formation here. Once again, similar formation to what they ran the uh, that mesh play. Is this time a handoff? Goes to Dotson. Dotson gets popped by two defenders that time. As coming in and headhunting that time was Messiah Wilson, number 30 for Lebanon. They don't know what to do. Like their corner went like 20 yards off the field and the back. They don't know how to defend this other because they're so in tight. They have not shown this in three games. They so, have not. It, so, we thought so, it was novel when they brought out the uh, broke out the I formation. Now they're doing a nice tight formation here that Cedars haven't seen on tape. Bring up second down and five. I'm going to give Lopez credit for that one as a pop pass. Dotson, his second catch for 11 yards. This time Lopez drifting back further, further, throws it out into the flat. Maldueno has the catch. Tackled around the line of Derek scrimmage as Derek Burdell in on the stop again. Bring up third down. They're trying, they ran mesh there, and they're just trying to, you know, because they're in man coverage, trying to create some openings. And he was open. He just, uh, Maldueno is not the... Fastest of wheels. Not the fleetest of foot. <laughs> yeah. I will so he say, caught though, it, he got one yard. <laughs> that was arguably the best job that I've seen the Muhlenberg offensive line yes, do at he getting had all Lopez day. time. Lopez, tons of time to throw that football. I would throw the ball run out right here. He's got all the space in the world to Mikey Miller. <sighs> this time, throwing it out and killing some worms, trying to aim at Kyle Archie. Lopez, his 15th pass attempt so far. So, so, so two things. One, he was wide open on a hitch. Set your feet, throw the ball. He get it, first down. Second thing is, Archie ran a seam, and he looked like he was open. I mean, uh, Miller was. So, uh, kind of disappointing there. And, you know, after the first down, they run a little pop pass. They get five, and then, then they go throw it twice. Let's stick with the run a little bit. And now the, the Cedars will get good field position. Well, I think Muhlenberg would probably offer up a counterpoint that, hey, a pop pass basically is a run. Yep. It's just just a fancy way of doing a jet yes, sweep. Yes, I agree. That You're one right. bouncing at midfield, taking Muhlenberg bounce inside the 40, and it's going to die around the 36-yard line. Good job by the punter. Um, he did a nice job. It was a low snap. He picked it up and got it off. Javier made it. Nice job by him. Made in one of the seniors on this crew. We'll flip the field, stick Lebanon back at their own 36 to start. 8.15 remaining here in the second. You know, the Mules have done their job on defense, so they got to continue to do it and, and help their offense get good field position. They most certainly have. Would be nice to see them get another score up on the board. Plenty of time left here in the first half to do so. Lebanon just not 
much going on. Their best runner so far has been Rivera. He's only touched it twice for eight yards. Trace has thrown it four times. He's one for four for seven yards and an interception. So Muhlenberg's defense has done their job. This time a little tight formation out to the right-hand side. Trace, handoff is to Rivera. Nice job there in the middle of the defensive line by Clemson, helping to make the stop. They're just very sound on defense. They don't do much. They're just like very sound. They're gonna run their four, three, you know, and 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 you know, cover two, cover three at times. And you know, like when they played Octorera, they went up to a six-two. But they're just gonna they're, they play sound. They blitz a little bit, but they just rally the ball and they do a nice job. Second down and nine now inside eight to play in the first. Two wide receivers split out to the right. One to the left. Single high safety help over the top. He'll look to the right now. Fire down the seam has a man. And it'll be good enough for a first down as he's able to hit Infante was Paul Trace. Uh, yeah, Fonte made a great catch uh, because... because uh, Javian Cruz was right there with him. Right there with him. Just a great catch by Infante. Infante, his first catch of the evening. Good for 11 yards and a first down. About six feet shy of midfield are the Cedars. Now seven minutes left in the second quarter of action. You know, Sapola, the back of quarterback, has been playing like a, like a safety outside linebacker the last two weeks. And... I didn't see any movement from the Lebanon offensive line, but it would be Emilio Alvarez who jumped offside. He's somebody I have not seen play much until last week a little bit and then this week. 5'9", 200-pound sophomore. Playing D-tackle. Playing D-tackle at 200 pounds. Still first down for the Cedars. That can work, though. If you're a strong guy and you're quick off the ball, you can really harass them. Especially on the pass rush. They'll look back. They'll get another good pop on. And this one lofted into the air. And let me tell you, Urbaya is nearly coming up with pick number five as that one died in the air around the 20-yard line. He's able to come over and knock it away. Cedars wide receiver a little hitching his giddy up after that one as Malachi Bridell will need to take a seat. They, uh, yeah, um, they're, they're man there, but they had a safety over top. And he just, he does a great job. He does the angle so well for his safety. And he, and he doesn't get beat deep. And he's always there to help his guys. If, they, if, if the offensive player is a step on the corner, there he is to clean up the day, the, the play. Orbaez. 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 Constantly. Just a nice free safety out there. Lebanon with a new player out there in the slot. Looks to be about five foot two. As a nice job by Rivera. Right up the gut, first down, Cedars. Between the tackles, Kai yeah. Rivera is a good runner. He's a big runner, yeah, too. Yeah, he's big. He's a big kid. He Kai Rivera hard. is 5'10", 225. So imagine just handing it off to a fullback who has enough speed to break some tackles. And yeah, that was number 19, Giovanni Rivera Gonzalez. He's listed at 5'3", 105 pounds. <laughs> I was not kidding when I said... He's kind of short. All the, receiver, all the receivers are kind of short. I mean, he was guys. out there in the slot, but he's no Wes Welker. That's for darn sure. First down is Rivera. This time trying to cut it upfield. Clemson has him in his grasp. Nice stop. 
There's a late penalty. I think a late hit on one of the a face mask. A face mask on Muhlenberg because they were blocking downfield. The Lebanon lineman was blocking downfield, and it looked like the Muhlenberg player tackled him by grabbing the face mask. I think. We'll see. They're going over to the Muhlenberg bench to explain it, so it may be against the mules. <laughs> I was hoping that would be the Cedars. Not the case. They're, he's blocking downfield. He takes him down, and then the, the defender grabs his face mask and throws him down. You don't see it much on an alignment like that, but that's what he did. And a, a huge break for the, the Cedars. I'm glad you could see it. Ah, clock yeah. inside six minutes now. Okay, we don't get the best view, but I, I saw it happen late. A free play there, basically. Not much going on the run. Trace steps back, fires out into the flat, able to get a hand on it. Was Josiah Wright incomplete? Yeah, uh, Tucker, Tucker, uh, I could never say his name right. Polanca. Polanca. Tucker Polanca, good I pressure. take you to pronunciation class or yeah, something. Yeah, Polanca. I'm always afraid I'm going to say it wrong. I, I mean, this is true. I did. I have been saying Urbaez wrong for Urbaez. virtually all of the weeks. Yeah, I, I think I have a, a – you should see me say this my students' names. I butcher them all the time. Takes me about a month to get them all down. Anyways. Clock has stopped with 540 left here in the first half. And the gun. And, well, if that's not – That's a false start. False start. I don't know <laughs> what it is. It was as uh, uh, Malachi Burdell was about halfway to the goal line by the time that the refs blew their whistle. <laughs> he was excited to run that route, uh, man. He was ready to go. He, he thought he had a winner. Yeah, <laughs> thought he had a winner. Five yard penalty, Five -yard penalty for the Cedars makes the second down. <laughs> I mean, he you should have seen it. He was on a full sprint, like he's going to win this route, and he's the only one moving. He was halfway to Myerstown <laughs> by the time that that whistle was blown. Uh. Zelko trying to gear up to play Why Missing, I believe, next week. Why Missing this week has the backyard brawl. That'll be tomorrow afternoon as they play Burke's Catholic. 5.20 left here in the first. Trace rolling, firing. Inside pass there, right inside the hash marks. Once again, finding Derek Burdell. Again, they did the middle screen. They are getting the ball to right out, but my man, Wes Clemenson, the unheralded hero of this defense. He does all the dirty work. He wasn't faked out at all. He was right there made to tackle. Paul Trace, by my count, his third completion out of seven attempts for 20 yards and a pick. Third and 13 here for the Cedars. About as close as they've gotten. They can get, they can conceivably get a first down and still not trigger first and goal. So they have tons of uh, options here. And it would be four down territory from the 24. Trace looking left, trying to roll to his left, has a wide out. And once again, nice open field tackle there. Mikey Miller had him wrapped up and then Clemson coming in to finish the deal. No gain on the play. It'll bring up fourth down for the Cedars. Great job by Mikey Miller and then Clemson coming in to clean it up. I think Wes Clemson can play college football. D2, D3 level. He is a heck of a player. Fourth down and 13. 
This gotta is, wake up my partner up over here. He's yawned twice in the last minute. I'm telling you, I took uh, one of those RX Energies early on today, but that was all of the caffeine that I had, and clearly I needed more. Usually Pat's here for a good pick-me-up. Yeah, I gotta fire him up. <laughs> Please don't. Uh. Fourth and 13. Last possession down this close. It was Muhlenberg from the 30-yard line on fourth down, <laughs> taking it to the house. <laughs> Timeout on the field. Lebanon wants to make sure that they get this one right. And it comes with 3.36 remaining here in the second quarter. 7-0 Muhlenberg. It'll still be Cedar football when we return on the Mule Sports Network. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. It's Ryan Lina Weaver and Patrick Wider on the Mule Sports Network. And on fourth down here, Paul Trace incomplete, throwing in the direction of Infante. Unable to seal the deal, and it will be Muhlenberg football with exactly 3.30 left on the clock here in the first half. The Mules defense did it again. They're playing sound football. Now it's up to the offense. It'd it was well great, covered. Well covered. Great. Let's go right now. We got 3.30, three timeouts. Let's go take the rest of the field time. Go down, get a touchdown, go up 14 nothing. the half. Does that sound good, Ryan? Have all three timeouts. You can run the football here. They'll go with tight formation along that offensive line. Two wide receivers split out to the side here. Archie in motion. A design QB run as Aiden Lopez scrambling out to about the 25. Gains about a yard or two, and that's it. I like down. it. I like it. I like the Aiden running Lopez back to lead up more and try to block somebody. Yeah, that was the one thing. Lopez taking <laughs> such a wide route to get towards the sideline and really would have – Ideally, like to have seen Archie act as a lead blocker there for him, right? And yes. you're going to put Archie in motion. Hey, if you're going to run that far out to the side, put Archie in motion, but then hike the football immediately after and just have Archie act as a lead blocker and go have Lopez follow the caravan. Let's run it again here. Let's, let's give Torek a run inside. Lopez, his third carry for 30 yards. This time he's going to be heaving the ball down the field, and he almost has Mikey Miller. Once again, just out throwing him by a yard or two, not by much. Would it's like to have seen Miller make an effort at that one, but yeah, just so just close, just a yard away. They just can't get it together on these seams. I don't. They've had not hit one seam route to Mikey Miller. And, not and, down and, the and, seam. Not no. down the seam, and they he had a step. He's a good player, you know, and he just couldn't reach it. Maybe he could have reached a little further. I don't know. Him and Archie both have had chances. They just can't grasp it. Lopez, his 16th pass attempt here in the first half. Big third down. You're going to punt the ball back to them? I won't upset you by telling you how often they run the football. The answer is nine. Lopez steps back to pass. Third and seven. Takes a pop. Throws oh, it up there. Nearly intercepted. My Braylon Bieber. God. 
needed a few more inches on his five foot ten frame to make that interception, but he was Kyle Archie's size. That one's a pick six. Yeah, they're, they're, they're running a slant, and they, they bring the running back outside, try to, but he was throwing all the way to the left hash, all the way on the right hash to the running back, and the DB was right there. If he catches it, he walks in the end zone. Heck, I think Ryan Lineweaver could have caught that, and he would have walked in because there was no mules near him. Seven for 17 is Lopez. I won't uh, begin to speculate <sighs> on whether I could have scored. Though last year, we always used to say that Jerry oh. would be able to score. This one up and over oh the head. It's going to be near the end zone, and Lebanon not going to recover, but they will get the football down on what will likely be the one-yard line. Uh, you can't do that. You played a good half again, bad snap, and now they're going to get the ball up to one to score. Time is a flat circle, if you've ever heard that expression, and virtually the exact same thing that happened to the Mules against Redding that allowed them to get on the board a handful of times happens again. Or sorry, uh, it was against Boone last week. Twice. That it happened twice. First time it was a scoop and score by the Blazers. Second time they recovered on the three and then scored a play Almost later. better, like you said last week. Leave your offense in there. Let let uh, Lopez take three steps back and punt the ball. Well, you got trips left formation. Mules not had uh, nearly enough defenders out there. This time they will hand the ball off and are down around the goal line and in. You cannot put that on the defense. That is against special teams. How many times are you going to have bad punts? You can't let that happen. I don't know how many times I saw Jim Dressel at Ohio State said if you punt the ball well, you win a game. And it's true. That's the third touchdown in two weeks they gave up because their snapper snapped the ball bad. Would almost rather see them go towards a, uh, and we saw it last year with Lebanon, that their, their QB was their punter, kicker, everything last year. And you'd see him just line up. It looked like just a regular shotgun formation. He was seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, and they just snap it to him and hike it away. I don't know if it's the extra three yards as that one lands in the tree. Who needs a net when you have giant trees behind the uh, uprights? And just like that, we're tied at 7 with 3.03 remaining. It is just so disappointing. Your defense has played really, really well. Your offense made a couple plays. And the special teams just gave them a touchdown. I, I just feel so bad for these kids. And I'm not blaming the long snapper. It's hard. Kids are kids. But it's just like you get, you can't do it. I mean, you punt the ball, make them drive 70 yards, you're probably going to half seven nothing, but now it's seven seven, and now you got to mentally, emotionally get yourself up with three something left in the go in the game. What if you go three and out here? Now you got to trust your punter again and the long snapper. Three oh three remaining here in the first half. Out of town scoreboard update: Exeter leading Governor Mifflin fourteen to three. You can hear that on JG Media One. If you want to change your uh, web address. Yeah, how, how many Xanders do they got? They got the Xander brother that's going to Coastal, and then they got the, this one. They have two Xandier brothers. I you think there's Zach, another one coming, too, isn't there? There might be. There's something in the water out there in Exeter. Jaden Xandier is a heck of a player. Jaden is a fantastic athlete. Didn't see an awful lot of time last year. Seeing it this year, uh, once some of your, uh, you know, all-league players get to graduate, and some of them going to Penn State or Delaware or wherever, uh, Jaden Xandier, his time to shine. A touchdown here. Makes it 14 to 7. And uh, yeah, they also have Zach Zandier, who is a senior this year, senior tight end. Average darn near 20 yards a catch as 
Exeter is one of those teams that when you play them, they hit stuff down the seams all the time. And it's something that is extremely effective, especially when you have big, fast tight ends that can go up against linebackers. It works really well for Exeter. Unfortunately, still have yet to see it work well for the Mules as they're able to scoop the ball up here, cutting it upfield around the 35-yard line. Was Shane Hoffman yet again? Stops the clock with 2.57 left here in the second quarter. So you got 2.57, you got three timeouts. Okay, you got some momentum. Let's let's see if we can go get some points here. Still possibility. You got just shy of three minutes. Get on the board again. See if they come out, run the football, try to chew some time off the clock. Decent field position at their own 36. It's not awful. So let's go put some points up on the board. Lebanon playing much more of a normal defense now. Two options to the left and right. Once again, they move Miller across the formation. Hand off to Torek. Torek gets five. Again. Four. Do it again. Nice run by Torek. What's he up to? Torek is up to 23 yards on six carries. That's good. So just shy of four yards a carry. Yeah, you give it to him three times, that's a first down, right? His first one <laughs> for more than two yards in a handful of carries. Started with carries of six and seven. Seven, I believe, was on a very similar play, if not the exact same one out of the playbook. Hand it to him again. Handoff is to Torek. Torek, one cut up the field and going spun down close to a first down. We'll see where they mark his knee. And it looks like he'll be marked down around the 46-yard line. If true, big for the Mules because it's a first down. Again. Two hand carries. It, hand it off. Ten yards. They stopped the clock. It'll be an official's timeout. Oh, they're, they're going to measure? It's certainly oh, no, no, no. Lebanon players down here. We do here. have a Lebanon player on the field. They are not going to measure, but a solid four-yard gun there by Torek. Or sorry, I should say six. Is that Kai Rivera down? Uh, it may certainly be. That's a running I do back not and see, linebacker. Yeah, I do not see a number 20 on the field or on the sideline, and no offense to Lebanon. Not a very robust sideline, and it's something that I hope changes for him in the future. We saw what difference it can make for Muhlenberg that you get the big weight room in, and you also got 10 more players in on the roster this year. So hopefully that will turn around for Lebanon as well. Yeah, it's not that they haven't had some of their better athletes playing football. They most certainly have, but, you know, just not enough, especially where they're located here in Section 2. Yes, yes. Section 2 is, like we say. It's a buzzsaw. <laughs> it is. You have Mannheim Central at the top. You got Exeter. You got Warwick. You got three teams that can conceivably make some waves in districts. And then you, ha you have the haves in this section. And then you have the have-nots, which are the Lebanon, the Muhlenbergs. Yeah, but then uh, you got like teams then you got in the like middle. Mifflin, that's kind of Mif in the middle. Mifflin, who's not bad. You got Conestoga Valley coming in today, three and zero. They're not bad, and you got Warwick, who isn't bad. So, so you really have the the big boys, the solid teams, and then the struggling teams at the bottom. And then which there's Octorera that's somewhere above. No, Octorera those in section uh, at four. In, in four. So. Yeah. So, so you these two are really the lower tier teams. And then Mifflin, gotta, Warwick, yeah. it's kind of somewhere towards the middle. Warwick over Mifflin. And, yeah, Rivera will limp Ooh, off the field here. Looks to guy. be either a okay. knee or an ankle, but he is putting no absolutely pressure. zero pressure on that right foot. That's tough for them. Getting helped off the sideline here. 
oh, by man. his teammates. I hope he's all right. Uh, he's a nice player. Omar Aguilar Ortiz on the right side of him. He is a nice player. And Colin Johnson on the left side of him. They will walk him down to the essentially what would be the blue tent. They'll hand the ball off here, no gain. And that was Torek again on the run. So you got under two minutes, three timeouts. You're at the 46th. Theoretically, you know, you, you you got something to work Second with here. Let's go see if we can get some points. I don't even know if I'd punt again. Honestly, I think I'd rather go for it midfield and punt after that last one. And, then, you know, snap before was low. If it's low, at least he can figure it out. When it's over his head, there's nothing he could do. Yeah, you can't magically grow inches while you're out there. little pop pass here to cutting up the field is Dotson. Dotson trying to get to the sideline to stop the clock does so. It'll bring up third down. Gets about five, so and he's across midfield, more importantly. So Lopez, I, including all the pop passes, have him up to 18 pass attempts. Well, I, you know, I'd love to see them right now is is put go, go doubles on each side, put Mikey Miller slot, and run a, like a speed out because there's a lot of room out there in the flat. We'll see if the playbook happens to have that. Lopez in the gun. Once again, that tight formation. There's definitely a hold. It's going to go uncalled. Lopez rolling, throwing across his body, aiming for Mikey Miller, and it's broken up by Braylon Beaver. He got both hands on it, and very lucky that wasn't coming back. There really wasn't anybody open, and he started sprinting to the right. Uh, and, you know, and he, you know, it's hard when you're sprinting all the way to the right. You're trying to throw across your body to the middle of the field. Uh, and it just, you know, you're right. It's like he wasn't wasn't picked. We're going to come out and try to punt. Let's hopefully we get a good long snap here. They are going to punt the football. I at least if it's low, your punter can probably pick it up. Ryan Rosenberry, the freshman, lined up over the football here. That one up and over and corralled, thankfully. That one a Booming punt. It's going to take a Muhlenberg bounce. They're going to down this inside the five. What a punt to end the half. From midfield, he's going to pin it inside the five. A heck of a job by Javier Maiden. Maiden had to go up and over his head again. This time he gets both mitts on it. Able to pull it down, punt it away, and a heck of a punt by the senior. So Maiden... Showed some athleticism. He went up and got it. He had pressure in his face. And, and he, he's five foot nine. And he boomed the <laughs> crap out of it. Oh, man, I was so nervous. Oh, if he doesn't get that off, man, they're going to well, get an amazing field position. But the Mules got a chance. They, they got three timeouts. You could theoretically call them three and get the ball back with great field position. You most certainly could. We'll see what head coach John Lorchak decides to do. If I was a, you know, look, you're on the road. You were up 7 nothing. Could you play conservative? Sure. Should you in this circumstance, all the way down to the four-yard line with three time timeouts? I don't think so. But they have to make a stop here, and there's timeout. one. You can call timeout? And Lorchak not sprinting out onto the field. So, yeah, we'll probably get one more play and then run into the half. There you go. So there's your answer. No, I, if we're if not I going was to be Lebanon, I, I did this. I'd do the same thing. I would run the ball. 
Because oh, like, yeah, what yeah, are you, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah, doing? You're yeah, on your own four. Yeah, just run the ball and go to the, go to the second. You've got to feel good if you're Lebanon. You played didn't play very well at all. No. Eight, seven seven. <laughs> That's what happens when you give them the ball on the one yard line. Second and seven from the seven yard line. As it looks like they have Nathan Trace out there in the backfield, next to who I assume is his brother Paul. Nathan. Lebanon will take their final timeout. 15.7 seconds remaining. I don't know why we didn't call a timeout there. You know, they ran it first, call timeout. You know, they're going to run it second, call timeout, run it third, and then they got to punt in their end zone, theoretically, if you stop them. And then you're going to get amazing field position, probably with about, what, 45, 50 seconds left. And you could have had a chance, you know, to score. Uh, Take some shots. Yeah, I mean, I, with an explosive athlete like, like Mikey Miller, I mean, it would have been worth a chance, but we didn't. And we're going to go to the half and live the fight another day, go with 7 hopefully. You got big, tall wide receivers and Kyle Archie. Dotson's got good size. You know, throw it up to somebody. I mean, at that point, who cares if you throw an INT to end the, the first half? Yeah, I, I, I agree. But, yeah, 15.7 seconds left. You get the feeling like they just – did that to run a play here and end the first half as Malachi Brudel will run off. And, yeah, there you go. Giovanni Rivera-Gonzalez, the 5-3, buck five soaking wet. He's in the backfield. Yeah, they're, they're, they have him listed as a wide receiver slash defensive back. The handoff will not go to him. Instead, it will end up going to Nathan Trace. Gets the first down. They just got brothers everywhere on this field, huh? Mm -hmm. Paul Trace and Nathan Trace and the Bright Ls. And that was enough for Cedars first down. They'll wind the clock, and that will do it for the first half. So they'll get it up to the. Oh, they haven't even and spotted the, the football the technically. Somewhere around the uh, 15 yard line. So it was a gain of eight on the play there for, for hey, Trace and. That'll do it. Hey, at least uh, it's not last week. It is not last week. <laughs> we have a football game. Two teams have come here to Alumni Stadium and indeed have played 24 minutes of football. And they will go into the locker rooms. The way that they uh, came out here to start the first half, knotted up. This time just 7-7 uh, after two quarters. So we'll uh, pay some love to our sponsors, come back, and when we do... Uh, you'll hear some of the fine tunes of the Muhlenberg Marching Band, and we'll recap the first half and check on some out-of-town scores as well. More to come on the Mule Sports Network.
every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosSports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosSports.com. Italian food in Muhlenberg can be found at Margarita's Restaurant and Bar, 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale. You can get a great sit-down meal, pizza, sandwiches, burgers, wings, and so much more at Margarita's. The chicken and veal marcella are to die for, and the pasta is second to none. Plan your next meal or party at Margarita's. Stop in before or after the next game. That's Margarita's Restaurant and Bar. 3600 Kutztown Road in Laureldale.
Caruso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. The new Birdie's Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdie's Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. pass on third down to make it fourth and 15 and then Mikey Miller going to the house but yeah see man it really just is the offense as you brought up the uh, previous three weeks they've scored 28 points total that's what I was wondering in three they, weeks they get a touchdown weeks. late last week yeah. so, they, so they have 28 touch uh, 28 points coming in and then seven now so 35 and three and a half games of football that's just not good enough it's just not. You gotta build. I I can't keep saying the defense has played really well. Uh, you know that's like if they don't score again. That's like eight eight nine points a game. The defense has played well in every game. You know you know they get they got beat a little bit last week, but they they've had long stretches where they played really really good. I think once again it's a circumstance where you're just not putting the ball in the hands of your playmakers, right? Not on the offensive side of the football. You have good playmakers. You have good athletes. You have Isaiah Dotson. You have Kyle Archie, who has one catch for 15 yards. 
that really nice hitch route there in the middle of the field. And it was a thing of beauty. He was wide open on that third and 30. Uh, but beyond that, Mikey Miller doesn't have a rush, doesn't have a running play called at all. He's been hanging out here in the slot, and he has three catches uh, for 39 yards, one of which that 30-yard touchdown pass. The other one's going for seven and two yards apiece. But again, it's week after week, got to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. How do you do that? How can you make Wing yourself tea, better every single – yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make yourself better every single week? And, you know, you're here to pick up a win, right? Put the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Please, I beg you. I, ble I beg you. Please put Mikey Miller out there as a running back. Let him run the football. There's nothing wrong with that. He's your best athlete on the offensive side, and he just hasn't touched the football, unfortunately. Well, they're, they're trying to get Torek to run the ball more, which he's pretty good against in the tackles. But you're right. They've tried to throw him a bunch on that seam. Here's the other thing. Last week, they put him outside, and they run the vert, and he ran right by the Daniel Boone kid. You know, we're trying to hit the seam. The seam can be hard. Put him on the right side. Put him one-on-one -on -one with the corner and just give him, let him yeah, run. Yeah, give him some space. Just let him run because he can do that. The seam is hard because you're, you know, you're trying to hit it. You don't know what shoulder is going to be. But if you just let him go down the right or left mm -hmm. sideline and you know what shoulder. just say, hey, this is what we're going to do this play. You're aiming for the Aiden. numbers. You're aiming Aiden. for the sideline. You're going to take two steps. You're going to throw it up high and let – let number 18 run underneath it like you did the week before. So, uh, you know, I would like them, you know, try to do that. You know, they did have success with the tight. They brought the formations in. Mm -hmm. So they had some success with that, you know. Haven't seen it's the just, I formation. You haven't seen, it's just they haven't had a lot of consistency in three and a half games. So let's see the second half. It's 7-7. Your defense is playing well. Your defense is going to come out here in the first half, going to play defense. Maybe they can get you a three and out, get you the ball back, and let's see if we can go get some points. 7-7 seven, seven after two quarters of play. Taking a look at the stats, Aiden Lopez throwing the ball 18 times in that first half for 71 yards and an INT. How many, how many times do you think Elko's throwing it all year? So eight for 18 for 71 yards and a pick. How many times has Elko thrown the football? Less than 10. Guarantee you it's been less than 10. They surprisingly threw it like four times when I called the Anvil Elko game. So maybe they've thrown a little bit more. What, but what, what about the dude, when you have When you had Jake Williams out there, or not Jake, um, it be his brother. Good Lord. The Williams brothers will forever confuse me, and I have no bloody it's idea Jake? why. Isn't it Jake? It is Jake, sorry. It I, is Jake. Yeah, see, this is why I get confused. But his brother also played, and he played virtually the same position. Yes, it's Jake Williams. There you go, Jake Williams. He says that he runs a four four nine. I believe it. When he gets on the field, he's gone. Ooh. Hey, what about hey? Even the wing T last week, the game winning touchdown, they threw it. How about how about why I'm missing in the wing T? How baby? about that Buck sweep? Final play of the yeah. throw, it, throw it. Final play of the game, and they end up scoring on a pass, which you know you. Ask me how often Elko passes the football. I don't know. How often does Wyo do it? They did throw it 10 times last week. I think <laughs> five for 10. There you go. Man, Wyo. All right. All right. Let, let's see it. Come on. Let's get a stop. Three and out. Get the offense out there. Go get another touchdown. Your voice gets higher the longer that this game goes on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got It's like it, letting it, air out of the The longer time it goes, what, what, what if it's 7 7 going the fourth quarter? I'll get my little pad out here and oh write down gosh. the two letters you don't want to see.
Don't write O-T. down OT. OT. So let's I, see. 7-7. Seven, seven. Come on, Mules. Mules got to come out and win this game. You're going to miss me next week, buddy. Well, I'll have somebody else calling with me at Mifflin. Yeah, I will be in South Bend to watch my Ohio State Buckeyes versus the Notre Dame, Dame Fighting Irish. Irish. Let's go. I know where South Bend's at. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Second time I've been there. I'm excited. Yikes for who? No Go say hi probably. to Touchdown Jesus for us. Uh, touchdown Jesus is going to be crying. <laughs> I just kidding. <laughs> I'm a Catholic, too, so there you go. What's that tell you? There you go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Getting ready to kick it away is Madueno. Just about underway here for second half action. Muhlenberg will kick it off from right to left. Madueno. End over end. Fielded around the 24-yard line, cutting up the field. Now in between the hash marks. Right on that left hash, actually. And hard to see exactly who it was, but Infante. you're pointing out Infante. And Infante, was. not a bad game here to start off. He did have uh, a catch for 11 yards on the fifth pass attempt from Paul Trace. All the Lebanon receivers, none of them are really tall. They're just kind of quick guys. Oh, one of them's five yeah. foot three. Yeah, so. <laughs> but they're quick guys that catch the ball, and you get them in space. They're they're not bad little runners. Now the big break for them it looked like Kai Rivera was out, so he's not at running back. He was running the ball pretty well, and so now they got to go back to looks like number forty. And it was Nathan Trace. He's listed as a wide out and defensive back, five eight, buck thirty five, and I believe in the backfield next to his brother, who dwarfs him. Who his brother's six foot three. This time throwing out into the flat. Picked up by number eight and an open field tackle by Kyle Archie. Snuffs that one out as Malachi Burdell made the catch and a loss of two on the play. I know Kyle Archie has not got a lot of passes the last several weeks, but he's still playing a really high-level corner. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he could make it like a second-team all-league corner. He's good tackler, and he I don't think he's given deep beat deep all year. So he's a nice player at corner. You know what's nice about him, too? He's got good size for a corner. You don't see most si most corners are 5'9", five 5'10", five guys in high he's school. He's 6'3". He's 6'3", and playing corner, and he's a physical corner. Trips left formation here for Lebanon. Man in motion. Got to fake the handoff. Now throw yeah, out into the flat to Infante. Infante jumps and makes the catch. Tag team here between Miller and number 11, Anthony Sapola. Your nice little wide receiver screen. Fonte got up and was able to get some yards. He rode Miller, and the Miller said, no, 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 this is over. And somebody else came in, cleaned it up, picked him up, and threw him on the ground. It's on the 44-yard line, not the 49, as the scoreboard would suggest. Don't look at the scoreboard ever. Yeah, I've learned that after ready. I've learned that after the past few weeks. Not to uh, believe in anything I see on the scoreboard. Now they say it at the 43. The right tackle broke the auto and had his arms like I don't know what I'm doing. It was a gain of five. Once again, a little bit of confusion here for the they seniors. They don't have seven guys look, on the line. Yeah, they're looking over to the sideline and. Man, I'll be darned if Lebanon's not going to have to burn a timeout unnecessarily just a minute 59 into the first half. They, they didn't know who was going to line up on the ball and who was going to line up off the ball. Well, they'll get a figure during this timeout, and we'll take one as well. 
10.01 left here in the third quarter, 7-7 when we return on the Mule Sports Network. He used to read his sports takes every morning in the newspaper. Now you can find Mike Drago stories in a new format on MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football inside and out all season and all year long. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's football. Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams. Mike's unequaled coverage is just a click away at MikeDragoSports.com. Subscribe today. You're listening to Ryan and Patrick on the Mule Sports Network. Play underway. Completed pass, first down and more here for Lebanon as that was Clemson in on the stop, but not before Derek Burdell ripping off what he needed and then some. He'll be great, down on the 43. Great play design after you call a timeout. <laughs> they sprinted him out and they hit him in the flat and he, and he turned up field and was able to go get the first down. Bridell and, uh, and Afonte are nice little receivers. If you give them a little crease, they can run a little bit. 11-yard gain for Burdell. Oh, jeez. This time, Lebanon coming out in a Nice tight formation. Three options there for a QB power. Running right up to the 40-yard line and getting stuffed. Would be Paul Trace. That's not a bad idea. Trace is a big guy. So, Six three, yeah. so they had three guys lined up on the one side, like a like a triple stuffer, we call it, and they could just lead up block, and you just run like a, a QB power, and he got six yards. So if they do that again, Muhlenberg has to – has to uh, adjust and bring an extra guy over top because you're outnumbered on that side. His second for seven. They're bringing an extra lineman, so it's called tackle over. They got a tackle over, so it's guard, tackle, tackle, tight end with three guys in the backfield. They're going to run it again with him. And this time, Muhlenberg jumping off sides on the hard snap. That'll give the Cedars a first down. What you got to do, the D-line's got to take a gap over now. You got to go over a gap because on the other side, you got a guard and a receiver lined up. So you got to move over a gap. If not, you're going to get gashed on the one side. That's why you go tackle over because you get a better alignment over. First down for the Cedars. They'll have it on the 35-yard line of Muhlenberg with 9.06 remaining in the third. Same formation again. Lebanon's like, hey, we can dig stuff out of the bottom of our playbook too. You gotta adjust over. It's he's got all the room in the world. And shocking that there won't be a hold there on the Cedars, but they, they get they, you gotta call a timeout here because they're you're literally got how many guys over there? Six guys, and well, they only there have three go. guys. You got Lorachek coming in, calling a timeout. Second down. After a gain of five for Trace. You got a gap over. The linebackers got to come over. You got to bring the safety over because you're outnumbered. You have two linemen, a tight end, and three stuffers. 
You have too many guys over there. You have to move over. If not, they're going to gash you until the Cowboys come home. Continuing 8.41 remaining here in the third quarter. This is a great drive by Lebanon. They coming out second half. Well, they gotten some help here. Got some help. And, you know, they're playing well. Yeah, that's a good drive here. It makes sense. I mean, look, what do you get when you run the quarterback? You get an advantage. Instead of him hand the ball off, he can run, and you get a numbers advantage. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, well, you get the extra blocker, right? Yeah. Because your quarterback's running. You got everybody blocking for him. And now you're taking away basically one defender who's not paying attention to the quarterback. who normally would be in stopping the run. And now they're coming out of it. <laughs> and now they're coming. Now they're coming out of it. Trips left formation. We'll have a tight end. They're going to fake the pop pass. Handoff instead up the gut. And man, getting a full head of steam was Jakeen Medlock, 5'8 senior. That was great play design. You come across it like it's jet motion. Yeah, ain't it great? Make it second down, and they have it as 18 on the 27-yard line. Not the worst we've seen. We've seen third and 30, haven't we? And we and we got 15 out of it. Yeah, Muhlenberg converted that third and 30. Well, they got 15, and then they scored a touchdown from 30 out. <laughs> they didn't convert on third it's down the best and 30. two plays we've seen all year. But, yeah, four down territory, and they went for it. Trips left here for the Cedars. Once again, the traces in the backfield together. Man in motion. Fake the handoff. Once again, a little screen play. That one gobbled up in the backfield. Nothing doing on that one. Clemson was the first to sniff it out. Mike Miller was there. Cruz was there. I mean, who wasn't there at that point? Play with some passion, Clemson. He gave a big fist pump. He was all fired up. Football is passion. He brought the play there and had some passion. Good job there, West Clemson. I, I am the, the, the number one fan of West Clemson. I'm going to start a fan group call, called West Clemson all day. Let's go. Good job. Love to see him break out a uh, Jeremiah Trotter. <laughs> Another one of those big downhill linebackers. Not a Stephen F. Austin. His kid's actually better than he is, <laughs> than he was, <laughs> if you can believe it. Yeah, Trace looking around. Oh, my gosh. How he hasn't been gobbled up. He just has to throw it. That's not making That's it back to the line grounding. of scrimmage. That's, That's intentional, intentional grounding. grounding. That's intentional grounding. I don't think he was outside the tackle box. No. And I think that the uh, – well, now they're going to look. Yep. And now they throw the flag for intentional grounding. So he rolled around, but he didn't leave the tackle box. And then he threw the football, didn't make it back to the line of scrimmage. This is an easy call for the referees. It's just a matter of whether they want to add insult to injury at this point. The reason why you call that, because if, if not, there you go. the reason why that's a pony is if not, he would have got sacked for about a 15-yard mm -hmm. gain at loss. He was right there. They had about three mules in front of him. See the referee getting in on the Axeman yeah. celebration yeah. with go. the intentional grounding? There we go. Look very similar anyway. So now it's going to be fourth and forever. I'm not even show, sure if West Clemson knows who the heck I'm even talking about. Only one of the best uh, middle linebackers that the Eagles have ever seen. That's fine. Oh, my God. These Eagles references. And he's no William Thomas, but, you know. Come on, Mules. Cedars getting ready to punt it away here from their own 43-yard line. Kick is away. The kick 
is a high spiraling one. It's going to bounce outside the 30, take 11 and bounce, and it has to be scooped up there by Jamil Gordon. Not that long of a punt. <laughs> nope, and on fourth and 37, that will uh, end that possession there for the Cedars with 5-13 remaining in <laughs> the third. An 0-3 team you expect. They had a good drive, and they just fell apart. <laughs> fell apart is a an interesting way to put that because it was fourth and 37. That's one way to put it, I guess. Torek in the backfield. They'll line up trips right. Lopez gets the snap, running with it across the 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 30, 20, 10. He's in for the score, but there is a flag back down around the 42-yard line. So... Don't get terribly excited. Lebanon already telling their players, hey, don't get too down on yourself. Get back to the line of scrimmage. And it's going to be a hold against Muhlenberg. Great run by Aiden Lopez. But why I didn't get excited is I saw the hold. I saw the hold right away. It was a great design. Run QB power. and It's just yeah. those gutting around the outside. Your tackles don't want their quarterback to get tackled there. So you have a tendency just to hold a little bit longer, spin your defender away, and it always seems to happen, especially at this level of football. It's just the way that it is. But getting around that outside tackle, you're opening yourself up to all sorts of possibilities of laundry raining down from the heavens. It's just a shame. I saw back. it right when you did the radio call. To, he's breaking for a touchdown. I just I was like, oh, God, it's coming back. Uh, I saw the point. Yeah. Which is why I didn't get terribly excited knowing <laughs> where it was at, where you were pointing. I was like, okay, that was a hold. I think Brian is in my diet soda been putting tranquilizers. I haven't been getting too excited lately. <laughs> so there we go. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. I guess it is. I just want it to be known that I have not been roofing you. <laughs> Handoff is to Torek. Torek cuts back up the field, and he's going to be hounded by Joseph Rodriguez, a big 5'11", 230 tackle. He ends up riding Torek into the ground. It'll be third down. Loss of two on the play. You know, Aiden Lopez had to be a little tired there. Second down. <laughs> he ran the ball, and he's like, oh, touch. Oh, no, and he had to come back. Torek, his first touch here at oh. the second half. And in motion, looking to his left is Lopez. Lopez escapes the sack, rolls to his right, has a man. He's going to complete it for at least five. Now reaching across, maybe getting a first down there. Would have been uh, Kyle Archie, and we'll see if they credit him. That was a heck of a job by Lopez. Had a guy at his shoelaces able to rip his foot away, roll out to his strong side, make the completion. And like I said, we'll see where they... Mark Kyle Archie, and it looks to be about a yard shy. Great job by, by Miller, by uh, Lopez. He, you know, constantly breaks tackles in the backfield to make plays. It kept his eyes downfield and found Archie. Archie now his second pitch and catch for 15 yards. Give him two for 30 as Torek will move the pile to midfield. Good, First down. hard run. Torek, five yards, first down, first down, Mules! There it is. Let's go. There it is. 
the passion and excitement from Pat Wider. Could you imagine me during an Ohio State game? I'm <laughs> no, a nut. I can't. <laughs> First down and 10 for the Mules. Archie lined up wide to the near side. They're going to roll out Lopez, and Lopez taken down behind the line. They ran the same play they scored a touchdown on. He was patient. They were a little too patient. If he would have hit it a little sooner, he might have got a couple more yards, but it was a good play by the Cedars defensive end to keep contained. Lopez no gain. Five carries, 30 yards. Sadly, we can't count the uh, one that was taken back. Otherwise, he'd have a lot more yards tonight. We'll have the memory in our head. That's right. We'll never forget. Dotson in motion. He'll move into the far slot. Miller in the near slot. Lopez looks back, looking in that trio's direction. Nowhere to go. Has to roll to his right. Eyes still downfield. Fires, hits Madueno. Madueno makes the catch. And it's going to be shy of a first, but a decent gain there on second. Madueno's got good hands. You don't oh, see that many, time he did, yeah. yeah. You don't see many uh, 47s at, at, uh, at uh, receiver, but yeah, he's the rare 47. Six foot two, buck 86, and... Oh yeah, you know you list them as virtually like a tight end slash yes. almost one of those uh, like tight end fullback, but he doesn't sit in the backfield ever. Yes. So Madueno, a gain of six, his second catch for seven, and this one looks like they're going to get a first down. They get it into the hands of Dotson. Great concept. You go trips, inside guy runs vert, outside guy runs vert. He sits in the hitch. He catches it, gets the first down. And you know what I loved about that, Ian Lopez? He took two steps, fired the ball right when he got on his break. First down. Good job, Mules. Didn't need much, but got enough. On the 20th pass play of the evening. And about seven yards or so. Marching into Cedar Territory are the Mules. The handoff once again to Torek. Torek up between the guard and tackle. Ball is loose on the ground. Muhlenberg falls on top of it. Torek was still upright when that ball came out. He might have been stopped, but his legs were still churning. It just popped loose. And if not for the uh, heroics there of Xavier Otero, could have been Cedar football instead. It will actually be a gain of one on the play. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they had his arms, and he's trying to keep moving, and they just he just ripped the ball out, and then, you know, great job by the lineman to jump on it. I'm going to give it to Torek, the, the full yard, <laughs> even though technically it should go to the lineman. Under two to play, now at 105, ball loose oh, on the ground. Cool. Lopez has to pick it up, has to escape out of the backfield, trying to plow his way forward, bowls through two defenders. And once again, a broken play will still gain yards here for the Mules. Yeah, low snap, and then, you know, he, he took it. Oh, he's going down. Lopez went down. Yeah. He took a pop there. That probably didn't feel well on his ribs from a couple weeks ago. I think maybe he got his wind knocked out, but, but he, he's on the ground. Um, he took a really big pop. And it probably wasn't downy soft, if I had to guess. Sapola, your backup. I'm trying to see where he's at on the sideline because one would have to imagine that he's going to start throwing in rapid succession here. Yeah, now you can see him. He's uh, back behind the the roster there. 
It might have got his wind knocked out. You ever get your wind knocked out? Uh, not since high school, but yeah, I remember how scary that is. My daughter, my wife has never had that happen, and I told her it's the scariest thing ever because you feel like you can't breathe for for like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it happen since high school too. But I did it, it play flag football really? in high school. Yeah. yeah, I had it happen probably three or four times playing high school football. Mm-hmm. So it might be just that. He looks he, all right. He runs off the field under his own power. Doesn't want anything to do with the training staff. So he'll probably still need to take a playoff. Third down and three. He's a tough kid. I tell you, I, I can't. I mean, he, 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 yeah, he had rib injury against Redding, and he didn't miss a game. He came back the following week. So I have to imagine on third and three, they're just going to hand the ball off here to Torek. That would feel safe, right? I do it two plays in a row. Feels safe. Maybe run Sapola. Get the extra blocker. He's a big boy. Sapola listed at 5'10", 160. Say big boy, but he is. Oh, geez, they're going to throw it with it. They are going to throw it. And incomplete, incomplete looking in the direction of Mikey Miller. Fourth down. That's tough, man. The kid kid hasn't thrown the ball all game. He come out and (laughs) have him throw the ball. Um, he ran out, and honestly, the Lebanon guy looked like he kind of pushed Miller in the back. It yeah, a little been, bit. Little, could have been. And there's the, the Aiden Lopez coming back out, trying mm-hmm. out with his number two, ready to go. Hopefully he gets his fourth and four. Fourth down and three. Three, he's going to say. It does look like four on the field. It's probably closer to four. Do that same concept. Trips right. Do the same thing. Go, go, go two verts and hit a hitch to Dotson. This time, looking at the hitch to Dotson, he stops. There's nothing there. Flag thrown on the field. Catch is made for a first. Uh, well, it was made, but flag on the play in the area of holding. I would imagine this is probably coming back regardless, and probably declined. Yeah, the, loss the, of down. The Reading. The there Reading. Uh, There's the hold. I would have to imagine they're declining unless they. No, he caught and got the first down though, didn't he? Uh, ball ended up loose on the field afterwards, so it was an incomplete pass. Oh, was it? I thought he caught it. Okay. Uh, he did for a very brief fleeting second. The 21st passing attempt here for Aiden Lopez. They're going to take it. They, they said referees. it was complete. I think. Well, you do have one referee standing by the sticks. I think they said he caught it. So now it's going to make it fourth and long. Might as well go for it again. What do you got yeah, to lose? Well, you're on the right side of the field, so. Yeah, they must say that he caught it, and they're going to end up moving it back here to the 14. Oh, they're going to punt. <laughs> they're going to punt, but time's going to run out here. Five seconds left in the quarter, and everybody's running out for nothing. There you go. After 36 minutes of play, a full half an hour, and then some 7-7 between the Cedars and Mules. Well, I don't think this one's hitting 47-25 like it did last year. We'll be lucky at 14-7. <laughs> But uh, we'll take a quick break here. When we return, fourth quarter action. Don't you dare circle two letters. Fourth quarter action. Still 12 minutes up on the board. Muhlenberg looking for their first win of the season. When we return on the Mule Sports Network. Every team, every game, all season long. That's the kind of unmatched Berks County football coverage MikeDragosSports.com brings to you, and it's just a click away. For profiles of the top players in Berks football, season previews of every Berks team, 
projections for every team in the Lancaster Lebanon League, team photo galleries, and history and stats you can't find anywhere else, turn to MikeDragosports.com. Take advantage of our seven-day free trial from now through the end of the month. Football coverage you can't find anywhere else. That's MikeDragosports.com. You're listening to Ryan and Patrick on the Mule Sports Network. Fourth and 14, Muhlenberg deciding to go for it. Ball snaps, so he got to do it now. He's going to try to hit Dotson, and he's got him inside the 20. He fouled Isaiah Dotson. They convert on fourth and long again. This one not, not a touchdown, but inside the 10-yard line. Aiden Lopez, two for two on fourth down. Just keep doing it on fourth down. Post wheel concept, he that was a great throw. He sat in the pocket, waited for the wheel, threw the wheel down the sideline, and the mules are in business. Well, I did tell you that I like the idea of just throwing it up to one-on-one coverage, letting your wide res- throw it to a spot, let your wide receiver come back and try to get it. And that's what he did. He just threw it to a spot. Dotson made a good play on the ball as they hand off the torque. He's inside the 10. Sorry, we weren't inside the 10. They can actually get a first down without scoring here as that's, they start on the 11. That's a great call where you go post-wheel and you just tell your quarterback, hey, take a step, yeah. roll the wheel down the sideline, and he did. And Dotson, Dotson's a short-handed receiver. 31 yards on the pitch and catch. How many yards is he up to? He is up to 47 by my count. How many yards passing I meant for a little bit? Uh, how many passing? Well, 93 plus 31 gives you a grand total of 124 on 22 pass there attempts. There you go. That's a pretty good game. Torek, to six, six on the ground on his 12th carry. He's up to 39. Stays in the backfield. Takes the handoff here. Cuts it back upfield. Shrugs off one would-be tackler. Third down, no gain. And no gain on the play. Pretty quick game, at least. Pretty quick game and no running clock. So we're doing all right for ourselves, unless you start bringing up those two letters. I only got one letter down. <laughs> it's an O. Oh, I thought you were going to put the letters inside no, no, the no. circle. I'm, I'm, it's got an O. I'm not going to do – we get a touchdown here, I'll cross the O out. Third down and three on the four. Like I said, you can pick up the first down just by crossing the one. This time, quarterback keeper trying to go outside. He's going to have it. Aiden Lopez is in for the score from four yards out. Aiden Lopez up to 38 yards on the ground. But none more important than his seventh carry of the game, which leads to six points on the board for Muhlenberg. I can't say enough. Great job by Aiden Lopez. Fourth down, throws the big pass. Third down here, down to the goal. He runs to the right, wide open, gets gets the rushing touchdown. Nice job by Aiden Lopez. Puts Muhlenberg on top, 13-7. to seven. Looks like Muhlenberg may need, well, they're trying to count everyone. Looks like they have enough. It's Christian Coley. Snap is down. The kick oh. is up. The kick is wayward. Oh. Not good. Off to the left. So a six-point advantage here for Muhlenberg with 10.04 left to play. On top, 13-7. to seven. Oh, I hope that doesn't come back to bite you. Last week, that that bit Trinity, when when they uh, missed an extra point, they end up losing by one point to the uh, Wyoming missing. So ah, uh, that's tough. Now you're winning, but it's you know if they go score and kick extra point, you're down by one point. That was Wyoming missing's 38th straight regular season victory. 
the, the two they have Burke's Catholic tomorrow in the backyard brawl, looking to make it 39, and then Elko the week after that, looking to make it 40. If it they're able so to impressive. win the backyard brawl, so impressive. They just have Section Four's number in football for what seems like forever. Yeah, co you know, Coach Neal, um, Stephen Neal, the O-line, D-line coach, is a friend of mine, and we're always messaging, and I just said, he's like, I can't remember the last time a Wyoming team played so bad in the first half, but true heart of a champion, they came back and get that win. But we're winning here. We're winning, Ryan. 13-7 mules. Let's go. It's all because James Franklin came to town the other day. <laughs> <laughs> go hang out at, uh, at Wyoming. There you go. Hanging out with Berger, who's Penn State commit. Talking to the uh, high school principal, setting something up, and yeah, Exeter on top, twenty-four to three over Governor Mifflin. Talking to the high school principal about James Franklin doing his patented uh, fly onto your football field on a helicopter. It's this one taken in by the Cedars. Some room to run here on the left-hand side. Nice return up to the forty-yard line. As Malachi Burdell got ahead of steam, and man. Ripped off a big gain there. I'm going to say it again. Okay. We gave up a lead against Reading. We gave up a lead last week. Let's keep this lead. Defense, three and out. Get your offense back out there. I think maybe the last time that they did not allow a touchdown after a score would have been week one against Octorera. Yes. Where they came out the second half. They were down 7 nothing at the break. They yes. came out. They got a good defensive stop on the first series. Scored a touchdown on their first offensive possession, and then stopped Octorera again on their second possession of the half. So, yeah, it's been a few weeks as they go trips left formation. It's not the way that uh, QB's looking as Kyle Archie, nice wrap-up tackle there, able to take down uh, what looks to be number 11, Braylon Beaver. Archie is a good corner. He just comes up, makes field. Like the thing about Muhlenberg on defense is they don't give up big plays. It's usually a drive. And like that's really impressive when you could just limit the big plays, mm -hmm. keep everything in front of you. Especially with only single high safety too. Yep. Urbaez has done a fantastic job back there playing center field. He has all year. Four interceptions, including one tonight. As this time, Trace taking it up the middle, tripped up. As a nice wrap up again. That one by JV and Cruz. Good job by Cruz because they brought a linebacker blitz, Clemenson, but he hit the right hole, the different hole that Clemenson blitz, and he was able to run up and get a couple yards. And, and you know, if he doesn't get tackled, he might have got the first down, but good job there. They're coming back that jumbo package. They're bringing all the big boys in. Look, yeah. They're going to go jumbo to the right or left and try to just run the quarterback in. Uh, trace and just run like they did earlier we'll see if Muhlenberg can make the adjustment here here they, they go took, they're coming at they it. took yep. a timeout gotta 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 move over gotta move over another guy they are they're ready i'd move over one more linebacker gap now trying to get across nearly making the stop archie flew into the backfield there's a flag down in front of the Muhlenberg bench. Sideline warning. And we're going to have a sideline warning on Muhlenberg. So count the play and a warning. So now both benches have been told, stay on your own sides. Don't come onto the field. Next one will be a penalty for either squad. They needed another backer on that side. They were still outnumbered. They, they were better there. But when they see that, they need another backer to come over. Now you got to worry about counter the other way, but I don't think they, they, they're ready for that. So I would have 
you know, bring that backer over to give you an extra number. Get 13. Call a timeout. So Lebanon will call a timeout. Can't take them home with them. <laughs> they now have one remaining, I believe. There we go. They update the scoreboard. 8.07 remaining, 13 to 7, Muhlenberg on top. Let's take a break and be right back. Six point advantage for the Mules when we return on the Mule Sports Network. Musso's Italian Restaurant in St. Lawrence brings the variety. Whether you want a sandwich, a burger, pizza, wings, or a full Italian dinner with seafood favorites, Musso's delivers the goods. Try their linguine pomodoro, fettuccine and shrimp, and yucky and meatballs or veal and chicken dishes galore. All cooked with care and at a family-friendly price. That's Musso's Italian Restaurant, 4212 St. Lawrence Avenue. Call 610-779-7300. That's 610-779-7300. You're listening to Ryan and Patrick on the Mule Sports Network. Right. Where do you come up with this? <laughs> Talking to Coach Pat over here, just trying to come up with lines for high school football. Handoff is right back to Rivera, who was carted. Well, he wasn't carted off. He was helped off the field by two teammates. He couldn't put any weight on his foot. I don't know what they slapped him with over halftime, but he's back out there. Tough and, kid. Uh, yeah, no kidding. He's back out there taking carries. Nothing on the first run here. His seventh of the game, he's got 19. This is now, a pick'em, by the way. It, this one might have been a pick'em, <laughs> but I can tell you that Exeter versus Governor Mifflin was not Exeter minus four. It should have been, I guess, seven or eight. You, you need at least a one or a two in front of that number four. 7.22 remaining here in the fourth. Torek trying to come off the edge, and he'll be in on the stop there as that was once again Trace trying to gain a few yards, maybe gains two or so, but that was mostly Torek sealing off that edge and forcing Trace to go inside the tackle where you have a whole bunch of mules waiting for him. It looked like a busted play. It, like He took the ball and he didn't know exactly where he was going to go, and he just kind of ran. We're coming out of a timeout, yeah, don't yeah, you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't you, know. You should know I, what I, you're I running coming know. out of a timeout, right? Lebanon's been all the over point. the place. You know, sometimes they're got stuffers back there. Sometimes they're in spread. That you know, they're kind of they're just they're like mules on offense. They're trying to search or something. Gain of two for Trace. He's in the backfield. Got a man next to him. Trips right for him. He's got the glove and the play sheet on his left hand here. Uncovered on the right. Fires it out. Good throw. And we're gonna have another flag thrown down here. They nearly hit a lineman in the head with that flag, by the way. It's holding on me, Lebanon. Yeah, it's going to be a hold on the Cedars, and unfortunately that player is also down. But nearly did a uh, – who was the uh, the Ravens tackle? Orlando Brown? Was and it they, when you uh, got the, the they, flag? They threw the flag yeah, and, yeah, they, yeah. and they threw he it into his out. eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, they were pretty darn close. See where he threw that. He, he got uh, a couple inches away from trying to hit that kid right in the eye. and. Yeah, well, this isn't good. Yeah, let's let's take a timeout. Uh, unfortunately, with uh, 6:22 remaining here, it's 13-7 Muhlenberg. There is a Lebanon player down uh, who is writhing around in pain. So let's take a break. Show some love to sponsors, and when play resumes, we'll be back here on the Mule Sports Network.
It's football season, and the new Birdies Inn is your place for all the big games. Featuring more than 30 TVs and NFL Sunday ticket, so you won't miss a single game, college or pro. Entertainment every day of the week. Good food, good service, good prices, and great people. That's the new Birdies Inn. Located at Five Points in Exeter, 160 Old Friedensburg Road, where they remind you to have fun and be kind. You're listening to Muhlenberg Football on the Mule Sports Network. Xavier Otero was the player down, and he's holding up around, uh, it looks to be his left arm that he is kind of bracing against his stomach there and not moving. So, so could maybe potentially. Maybe a stinger, like a stinger or something in his arm. He does look like he's in it, a lot of pain. It could Wish be a shoulder. Yeah, it could be a shoulder thing, too, because he was on the ground and he's. He's, he keeps reaching and, like, punching up by his collarbone. So it might be a separated shoulder of the sort. Flag thrown. This one, if it wasn't third down and 19, I'd say it's coming back. But more than likely, Lorchak will just decline the penalty here on fourth down and 19. It's going to be a hold against the Cedars again. There is a flag. And it looks like they're going to decline it. But we'll see what head coach John Lorchak does here in his fourth I season. push him back. Yeah, I mean, you might want to. Play field it position. would make it third and 29 in that case. I mean, the Cedars are marching back regardless. Could play a little bit of field position, but you are up 13-7. to seven. Could conceivably run the football. It is going to be a hold, and it is declined for fourth down. There you go. Smarter than the average bear. <laughs> Stick me at head coach. I can do this, too. Makes it fourth and 19 on the 43-yard line of the Cedars. They will punt it away. Cruz looking to gun up the right-hand side here. Punt is away. The punt is better than the last one. It's going to bounce around the 32 and picked up by the Cedars. Honestly, could have let that roll for probably about five more yards. Instead, scooped up, getting a little anxious there. Was uh, Tavion Rivera? I got a phrase for you. Ready? Four-minute offense. Everybody talks two-minute. Four-minute offenses. You run the ball. You take the time down. You go win the game. There's six. What six? Five fifty-five left. Run the ball. Occasional pass. Go down. Score a touchdown. Win the game. Let's close the game. You don't want to go three and out and send it right back to him. You have the football. Less than six minutes to play. Yeah, man. Keep it on the ground. Keep it churning. They'll go tight formation once again. Miller in motion. Little pop pass. He goes off the left-hand side looking for space. He's got five. Make it ten yards. Still churning those legs. He's got a first down. Great call. Great first down call. And even better if he Miller. stayed in bounds. And he stayed in bounds. So the clock will stop as they re-spot, but it will wind right now. Do you remember uh, Chris Berman? Tick, 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 tick. Back in the day, NFL countdown. Tick, 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 tick. Guess Ryan doesn't remember. Go to Chris Berman. I am familiar with Chris Berman. Yes, but I, I used to do that when I was in the booth when we were winning. Like, tick, 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 tick. Get that clock to tick. 
All right, here we go. 136 yards through the air for Aiden Lopez. Miller, it'll be his fourth catch for 51 yards. Handoff is to Torek. Flags flying. No Likely coming back. They got legal motion. Once again, it's one of those offensive, like, dead ball penalties that somehow don't stop the play. They allow them to keep playing through. We've seen it the past couple of weeks. It's just my mind can't wrap its, itself around Yeah, but it. legal motion isn't a dead ball. You play it through. False start, you do. It was legal motion, I think. Somebody was not set. Uh, it was Mike Miller. Yes. Yeah. Wait, they didn't move him back. Huh? Uh, they have it at second and nine. So, yeah, they will count the run by Miller and move him back the ten okay. yards. Gotcha. Here we go. There goes Aiden Lopez. And Lopez is almost gone. He's across midfield. He's down to the 35, down close to the 30. A heck of a run there by Aiden Lopez. QB power. Man, and he just, he just flashed across that line, and he was nearly gone from the 37. What's and we're going to have a flag fly in here as, once again, we talk about some extracurriculars. and Number six. Yeah, that would be uh, Derek Burdell again. He's already got his helmet off, and he's coming off the field. What did he do? He was losing his mind there. God, he lost it temporarily. That's another kind of annoying. They were going at it for a little bit. And well, they'll around the 33-yard line is where they will finally mark him. So 17 and 13, so a 30-yard gain there for Lopez. I'm going to sound like an old fuddy-duddy, but I'm looking forward to a game where we don't have a personal foul where somebody just runs their mouth. Just shut up and play football. I totally agree. Just old man yelling at clouds over here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I walked 10 miles of snow <laughs> with 10 feet of snow each way, front and back. But don't, just run your mouth. Play football. Don't run your mouth, play football. Sorry. I thought you were going to say something about the kids who didn't turn to attention for the national anthem, too, Grandpa. No, no, no. Oh, I take offense to it, too. Don't worry. 4.30 left to play here. Torek taking the handoff, and he's going to be swallowed up into the backfield. That was Elijah Reed initially into the backfield to stop him. And then finished off by number 16, Josiah Wright. <laughs> Nothing's easy. You, you first at 10, it. and you lost 10 yards on a run. You wouldn't think you'd call a simple inside zone that you get wouldn't lose 10 yards. You're calling the plays right now for the Mules. You're like, what? We lost 10 yards? Just run Aiden Lopez again. QB power here. That takes Torek to 29 carries, or 29 yards on 14 carries. That kills his average. Yeah, a little bit. Lopez. QB power this time off to the right. He'll just take a knee to avoid any type of contact. Make a third down. Loss of a few. Say the Lopez probably lost two on the play. Lopez, nine carries, 66 yards and a touchdown. Not a bad night on the ground for the QB. Tick, tick, tick. 315 and counting. 
Third and long though here, third and 20, Ryan. They've shaved almost three minutes off the clock here. They got it with just under five to, or just under six to play. Lebanon, I'm not quite sure what they're doing. If I was Muhlenberg, I'd hike this football right now. This time a little pitch play to Torek. Torek cuts it back inside and not much there. I mean, yeah, okay, on third down, but Lebanon's defense had no idea what they were doing. You had Malachi Burdell out here. He was guarding nobody for the longest he was at time. He 20 yards by himself. <laughs> I was like, jeez, what are they doing? Timeout on the field for an injury. This time it is a Muhlenberg player, I believe, who is down, judging by the white pants. That was a 2.50 left to play here. Muhlenberg will have fourth down and a country mile. We'll see what they decide to do. I would imagine they'll probably run the football here. Try to drive it down a little bit further, maybe inside the 20, because chances are you're not going to have a better punt. Well, I'm not going to punt. I mean, what do you do? I mean, do you throw it and try to get a first down? Throw it in the end zone, put Mikey Miller on one side, throw a fade and say, hey, we catch it, we score a touchdown, game's over. Because now you're up, up two touchdowns. Marvin Maryland was the injured player. Oh, yeah, it would certainly be great to be up two scores with under three to play. I, I, if I'm Lorchuk, I'm nervous right now because if they get a well, touchdown. Now, now, the only touchdown they got was when they got the ball at the one on a bad snap. So your defense has played well. I'm saying if they get a touchdown, they mm -hmm. kick extra point, you lose one by one well, point. Look, the thing is here, the clock stops anyway on your change of possession. So it really doesn't matter whether you run or throw punt all three of those options none of it matters because the clock's stopping after this play anyway right yes, either exactly. for a first down Throw or it. for a change of down or for you know changing over giving the ball to the cedars on a loss of down so they will come out two wide receivers split out to either side post wheel last time on fourth down they converted it mike miller here on the near side slot isaiah dotson over on the other side doing that wheel route. This time they'll look to the far side, looking for Mikey Miller who lost it in the air. He was knocked to the ground. The cornerback had no idea where the ball was and unfortunately so did, neither did Mikey Miller. He was trying to locate that ball in the air, gets knocked to the ground, no call in the end zone. And it will give the ball back to Lebanon with 2.44 to march down the field. That You can't blame Aiden Lopez. He put the ball nope. right there. Mikey Miller looked like he mistimed his jump, and he kind of jumped early, and he just, like, it was awkward. It looked like Miller was almost looking towards the inside shoulder, yeah. and then it got thrown to the outside, and by the time that he was turning back around, you could see that he was, like, spinning towards the sideline looking for it and just couldn't locate it in time. You know, the other criticism, they called timeout right away. They could have ran the play clock down and called timeout. Lebanon has no timeouts. Because they call it all three. Almost a true two-minute offense here yeah. for the Cedars. 2.44 left. And again, remember, just like college, clock stops when they spot the ball for a first down. So you get a little added advantage here when you're trying to move the football. And they have to do it 73 yards. He'll throw it up and intercepted by Muhlenberg. There is a flag down on the field. But it was Jeffrey Collado going up and getting it in double coverage. Uh, is there? A, is there? We'll see what they call. They like still haven't maybe, made an indication. I. It might be defensive pass interference. I'm not sure. No legal man downfield again. 
and it's going to be declined, and the Mules are going to be in good shape now to win it. Collado with the pick. He just threw that up, Trace. So yeah, they're going to have no timeouts. They could just take a knee and end it. They could just take a knee and eh, just about end it. You got about, well, let's play add the seconds up, right? <laughs> you got about two minutes on three downs, and that is a full 40 seconds. So you're not quite there, but maybe uh, for all intents and purposes, maybe you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, 2.36 remaining here. Ooh. Yeah, and Poor that's kid. unfortunate there as – that's uh, that's uh, Braylon, Braylon Beaver. Beaver. Man, man, the, the Cedars have lost a lot of kids. Get get banged up here. Tough game for them. They don't got a lot of kids already. This is a very senior heavy team for the Cedars. Are they six A, five A? They're five A. They're a big school. They don't got a lot of kids out for sure. I believe that they maybe considered five A. Look, they have no timeouts. You go four straight yeah. knees, the game should end. Yeah, just about. It'll be really close. But really, no need. <laughs> Speltueno was... <laughs> I wouldn't hand the ball off. <laughs> he, he went out to wide receiver, and Lopez was like, no, 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 you need to come back here, and then we'll, yeah, we'll, well, we'll you break it. You could run a play here. You I could guess. run it. Torek in the backfield, 236 once again. The only thing standing between Muhlenberg and their first victory of the season is Torek cutting. Jukes back to his right. He's across the 25 down to about the 24. A solid gain of about eight. And, hey, uh, you pick up two yards here, the game's over anyway. Yes. Down now. Now, then down. it would be officially over. Take your knees, victory formation. Let's all go home and have some soda pops. Sorry, that was a Travis Berger reference, one of my... Uh, I didn't know what you were saying there. <laughs> he always used to call adult beverages soda pops. Yeah, so. Okay. Torek going wide to the outside. He's going towards out of bounds, and I think he stepped out, and he did. It's going to stop the clock. Oh, man. All you got to do is just go down. Inbounds. And... And I hate to put it in, in this form, but that's coaching. But right? he did get a first down. He so did get a first over. down. It's over. For all intents and purposes, yes. But moving forward, maybe don't do that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> coaching Game's staff, over. coaching staff, you bring him in and you say, what is one thing that you can't do in this situation? Go out of, okay, A, lose the football. B, go out of bounds, right? Hey, they got the first down. We're going to win Got the first here, down. Minute 51 left here. They're not in victory formation. They're going to hand the ball off here again to Torek. Torek. Just go yeah, down. Do just go down. Just go down. Go yeah, down. there's no need to do much of anything Just take here a knee. You could take a knee now. There's 142 and counting. You could go to victory formation, take three kneels, and the game's over. You won. You could take two kneels. Two kneels. Second down and eight. Let's do our math. Gain of two for Torek. He's up to 39. Hi, what about Lopez? How many carries? yards rushing and throwing? Rushing 66, throwing a buck 24. So nice. almost nice. 190 yards of total offense for Aiden Lopez tonight. If we had to pick a player of the game, he would be it for me. He would be my player of the game too. And then now they line up in victory formation. And oh come on! You can't tackle him when he's on a knee. <laughs> that should be a 15 yarder. He took a knee. I think the referees would just like to get home and 
go watch the end of Melrose Place. Take a knee, Melrose Place. Oh my God, you dated yourself with that reference. <laughs> We're gonna get a W. It was a Mighty Ducks two reference, but hey, yeah. we got a W. Ryan, we finally saw a win on the Mule Sports Network. I I'm was, holding I off until getting, the the seconds have officially ticked off. I was getting to develop a complex. So now, one more knee, and we walk out of Alumni Stadium with a one and three record. And there you go. Muhlenberg playing through to the final whistle, as is Lebanon. Lebanon pushing all the way through there. Muhlenberg maybe giving a, a shrug, being like, hey, guys, we just want to get out of here. But for the Cedars, their winless stretch will continue. This is arguably maybe the closest that they have gotten twenty-six in, straight in recent now. memories. But it would be 26 straight losses here for the Cedars. Still haven't won since October of 2020, but more importantly... Muhlenberg coming in, doing what they needed to do. It wasn't always pretty. It was downright that. awful at some points. But Muhlenberg, a 13-7 victory, their first win of the season. Getting off the schneid here and doing so in a game that you come in here, you should expect to win against Lebanon, and they did just that. Seal the deal, get your win, get out of here, board the bus. We'll see you next week against uh, Governor Mifflin in Chillington. Yeah. I won't be there, but you have somebody with you. Hey, you know, if they lose next week, you can blame Patrick Wider because I won't be there. The good luck charm is not going to be there. The lucky charm with our one and three record, Patrick Wider. <laughs> <laughs> I may as well just pick somebody out in the stands because they also witnessed Muhlenberg's first victory here of the season. Yes. But, uh, yeah, we'll run down stats really quick again next week. You play a Governor Mifflin team who's going to be licking their wounds. Uh, you can pull up the score of that uh, Exeter game if you wouldn't mind. But it was, I believe, 21-7, 28-7 last time I looked. Now, sorry, not 7, 3. 24-3, Exeter on top. That was the last update that we have from Mike Drago's Sports.com, friend of the pod. But, yeah, you take a look at it, and it really was Aiden Lopez. It wasn't pretty at, at all times, but he hit bombs of – uh, 30 yards of 31 yards. He did what he needed to do when they called upon him. And, hey, what more can you ask for out of a junior quarterback? How about fourth down, throws the ball to Mikey Miller. Mikey it? Miller scampers for the touchdown. And then how about that fourth down? That was fourth down. They Big hit the wheel, play. the Dotson, and then a couple plays later he rushes in. So Aiden Lopez was the difference maker. This is what they dreamed, right? You know, when they had the dream offseason, they believed in Aiden Lopez, he's a junior. They believed in Mike Miller. And Mike Miller didn't get a lot of touches, but he, get, he, he, he got, got a touchdown. He got a touchdown, big touchdown. Uh, and so this is what they thought of. They thought Aiden Lopez, junior quarterback, can grow. And we've seen him grow up a lot in the second half. Now you got to hope he can continue this next week against a, a Mifflin team. That, that's a winnable game. Shut down the option. Shut, mm -hmm. You know they're going to run Veer all day, baby. Mm -hmm. Shut down doing. the Veer midline and come back with a little Aiden Lopez, Mikey Miller, Torque show on offense, and you might be able to hang in well, there and get a W. Lopez, streaky as always. I, I you know, <laughs> won't hold that back. He, he most certainly was, completed his first two passes, ended up throwing incompletions and an interception in his next five. Completed one for six, missed his next two. Then he hit 15 and 30. Those two passing plays that will just keep gushing over the rest of the season for his two best throws of the entire season on pass attempts 11 and 12. Uh, ended up completing four in a row at one point. 
missed three in a row, and then finished with passes, especially here in the second half, 15, 7, and 31 to finish off this game. Did, did so 53 passing yards on just four attempts here in the second half. He's got good receivers. I mean, seriously, Dotson. Oh, sorry. It, it, Let's try that again. Uh, he actually went four for five here in the second half. He had a 12-yarder. So he had a buck 36 through the air and 66 on the ground. Well, if you think about it, you, you know, Dotson's a good receiver. Maybe not the burner, but he catches the ball well. Mm -hmm. Archie has a lot of talent. You know, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, kid. And we know what Mikey Miller could do. So you do got three receivers, and you got my man, 47, who, who, who he, every time he catches the ball, he's going to fall down. But he'll usually catch it, and he did have one deflect off his hands. If he catches it, he might fall down, but at least he'll get four or five yards um, when he, he catches it. So you got some receivers. Aiden Lopez ran the ball well. He also had that long touchdown run that got called back. He did. Yeah, he finished 12 for 23 passing the football, yeah. uh, which will happen when you throw the ball 23 times at this level. Um, but again, second half, we can keep gushing over that because he played extremely well. He had 71 yards passing in the first half on 18 attempts. He had 65 yards passing in the second half on just five attempts. That's what you call efficiency. And Aiden Lopez stepping up when we needed it most. He does have a touchdown to his name. He punched it in from four yards out for the fourth score of the game, or for the second score of the game, the game winner, uh, actually for Aiden Lopez. Miller with the 30-yard touchdown reception for the first one of the game. And uh, Jacob Torek, he entered uh, today with probably about as many rushes as he had all game long here. He ends up 16 rushes for 39 yards. Nobody else ran the ball more than four times. Uh, when you take a look at, well, actually, nobody ran the ball more than just, it was just Lopez for nine and Torek for 16 times. So 25 rushing attempts as they found some balance here in the second half. <laughs> ran the ball an awful lot more, ended with 23 pass attempts and uh, 25 rushing attempts. They decided, I think, finally this week, they said Mikey Miller's going to be receiver. And they, they committed Torek in the backfield. And, and Torek, again, he's never going to probably go 80 yards for a touchdown. But he's he's a tough runner. He'll run and he'll get whatever's there. So if the line's going to block for a two-yard run, he'll get a two-yard run. And he, and he really rarely goes down with the first tackler. So, you know, I get why they would do that, you know. And, and like, it's so hard when you throw the ball three straight times and punt. So now you run the ball a little bit, take some pressure off Lopez, take some pressure off the line. And it just helps everybody. Exeter did force two turnovers, both interceptions, and one, more importantly, uh, by who else? And we'll just keep calling his name as often as we possibly can here, but he's done such a great job in the backfield. And that would be good old, well, if I could actually find his name. How about that? It's on here somewhere because I did have it written down. What a professional broadcast this is. <laughs> uh, Josiah Urbias. There we go. Number fourth 39. Uh, he's done an excellent job as that roaming center fielder. His fourth pick in four games. Uh, so hats off to him and the Muhlenberg defense. And look, say what you will, this game could have gotten ugly. It could have been a real barn burner between two bad teams with bad defenses and just running, you know, 65 yards all over the place. Because uh, we saw that last year, too, that Lebanon ripped off some big plays against Exeter. Now it was late after backups were in. But, 
you could conceivably say, all right, maybe Exeter backups might be similar to Muhlenberg starters at some points. And, you know, Lebanon had a chance, but credit to the Muhlenberg defense. They showed up today as they have mostly done the entire season. Yeah, the defense is good. I, I don't – I mean, they basically had a shutout. The touchdown was mm-hmm. not on them. Yeah. Special teams mistake again. Yeah, they got to get that cleaned up next week. You you're get the get coaching staff. Up. You'll take that. Yeah, you'll take that. And so, again, you know, outside of the second half against Redding and maybe the first half against Daniel Boone, I think they've played really well. I think the defense is – it's sound. They sit there. They play zone. They, they don't let it beat deep. They blitz occasionally. They let their plays, the players make plays. They do. <coughs> and they do a nice job. And we'll get to see him again next week against a Governor Mifflin team. Like I said, they'll be licking their wounds from this week, getting trounced by Exeter. Right now it's 24-3. to uh, Much closer last year between those two squads, that's for darn sure. But uh, this one, a three-touchdown advantage for Exeter as they look to close it out here in the fourth quarter. If you want, we're going to be signing off here. You can listen to more football. They'll be on jgmedia1.mixler.com. So if you just change that little number from a 2 to a 1, you can listen to uh, our team over in Exeter finish up this broadcast and uh, hopefully finish off yet another victory there for the Eagles. But, uh, yeah, not much else to say here. 13-7, to Muhlenberg picking up their first victory of victory! the season. Picking up the win. And, uh, you know, Lebanon. Maybe next week, maybe next year, who knows. Um, They still have some things to work on. They came awfully close here this evening. Uh, They have a lot of things uh, going for them. Uh, Moving forward, they do have a very senior-laden team. Uh, A lot of seniors on this team. Virtually everyone that we were calling was seniors. So that will certainly present problems for them going forward in the future. But, you know, we look forward to a nice sophomore class here with Muhlenberg. Maybe 11 and we'll have the same here coming up here shortly. But, again, 13-7, to Muhlenberg. Coming in here, doing their business at Alumni We got Stadium. the W. Ryan, we got, got the dub. W. Got one the dub. One got the dub, and now you leave us. Now you leave us for next week. Yes. So. Have fun, everybody. <laughs> so, Muhlenberg coming back home. They'll be in Chillington taking on Governor Mifflin. We'll be there covering it. Pat will not be there covering it, but the Jerry Gelliff Media Consortium of play by play announcers and our uh, stable of color analysts will be there. Let's put it that way. And then uh, after that, we finally get to return home. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that food. It's been since week one. <laughs> it's been since week one. We finally get to back. We finally get to go back week six to Laureldale. I'm gonna yeah. Is that is that uh, Mannheim? That's Mannheim Central. Woo! Yeah, they get to come back week six to Mannheim Central. I, I, I'm, so. gonna, I'm gonna tell Aaron I enter line and take a week off. <laughs> just don't come that week, buddy. You can yeah. just. You're sick. Take a break. Take a week off, Aaron Airline. We don't need to see you. You're, you're a nice guy. Uh, you know. Yeah, Zach Khan could do the same yeah, Zach for him. Hahn, yeah, you he's Zach. Take a break. Yeah, yeah. Zach. You don't need. No need to play. Gonna this one's going to be a pushover. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Right. Yeah, that'll be that'll be week six. But for next week, six forty-five, we'll be on the air. Seven o'clock kickoff in Chillington as your Muhlenberg Mules, fresh off their first victory of the season, will look to keep it going in a winnable game against the Mules. No Nick Singleton, not for two years anyway. But they'll uh, look to uh, keep these these good feelings going and certainly have an opportunity to do so next week. So for everyone here in Lebanon, we finally get to go home. Uh, but once again, thank you to everyone for listening in. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Pat, to, to our uh, producer, Chris, um, who's done a fantastic job. And for everyone else, I'm Ryan Lineweaver. Once again, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. 
Thank you for joining us for Muhlenberg Football on the Mule Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by the new Birdies Inn, located at Five Points in Exeter, MikeDragosports.com, the best high school sports coverage in Berks County, and Margarita's Pizzeria in Laureldale. Join us next week when the Mules cross town to take on the Mustangs of Governor Mifflin. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media. Good night. Good night.